What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and The Shiznit. is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. And your hosts, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Red. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Charlie Bell. Hello. Good day, Wheezy. Good day, Daniel Red. It's so nice to be with you today. <laughs> Is that supposed to be Wheezy Jefferson? <laughs> <laughs> Wheezy Jefferson. That's, that's, that's ignorant. That's, so that's ignorant. So ignorant, you mean. You don't understand. Stop, <laughs> Stop laughing, Tito. <laughs> with the, the falsetto greeting. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. Who it is cold in the studio today. But you know what? Before we get started, let's have like three second moment of silence for our friends in the Bay Area and in, 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 in solidarity with them. Okay. Three minutes, moment of silence. Three seconds. Three seconds, right. One Mississippi, silence. two Mississippi. Yes, for <laughs> Steph Curry and the Warriors <laughs> getting that first beat down of the season. I think they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks beat the, the, the so the Deers beat the the Warriors. The Beers right. the beer, the 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 Deers killed the Hunters. <laughs> right. The Warriors stopped there. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes Mm-mm-mm. it bees like that. Bees like that sometimes. They, wow. The Bucks are the team that uh, stopped the Lakers thirty three game winning streak back in the day. So they just fucking streak stoppers. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. They, they, yeah. That's what they should change their name to. They should change their name to Ruben Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben Patterson proclaimed himself the Roby the the Kobe, Kobe stopper. stopper. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so I guess they're they're the Reuben Pattersons, the Milwaukee Pattersons. Well, That's shit. Right. The Bucks. I mean, I can stop Kobe at this point. Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> the Bucks stopped it there. 
Yeah, man. They, they they were acting like they were going to go all season without losing. Yeah, felt that way. It felt that way. But you yeah. know, Steph Curry was definitely acting like that. <laughs> but you know, when they had that double overtime uh, a win over Boston, and you know it was going to be a back to back, I was like, yeah, I don't They're know. Going back to back, <laughs> back to back. <laughs> 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 Getting bodied by Milwaukee niggas. <laughs> Man, but uh you know, that's they're they're on a mission. They're like, fuck all y'all who said that we were lucky and you know, we can't do it again. They they trying to do it again. Oh yeah, they're you dynasty know? building. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, you know. You know, I, I, that reminds me, I wonder sometime it was like probably fifteen years ago, I was up in the Bay Area, um, with uh my godfather, my my god my my godparents, and uh, was visiting my cousin there, and uh, we went out that evening, and we went to some place, and there, the game was on, and I think the Lakers were playing. I think the Lakers were playing, um, and I was like, "Oh, Laker game, Laker, whatever." And, and my cousin, my cousin Lisa, was like, "Oh, you, you got to be cool with that Laker stuff up here. This this, this is a." This is a a, a a Kingstown. I like a Kingstown. I like fuck a queen. Fuck uh, Sacramento Queens. I was like, first of all, these whack ass fans don't even know what town they're in. I'm like, right. they should because uh, we were like in Oakland or San Francisco, one of those. Right. I was like, they should be Warrior fans, but they because be. the Warriors are weak, they're they're Kings fans. Right. You know, down in Sacramento, this ain't no fucking Sacramento. I was like, no. fuck these fake ass fans. Yeah. You know, it's just like. Dude, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Name one. Go Lakers. What the fuck they going to do? Ain't nobody going to do shit to me. And I was just, just like talking all kind of crazy <laughs> shit. Like, fuck these <laughs> Queen fans. Fuck Sacramento. Fuck the Bay Area. Fuck all <laughs> I was just going off. Like, yeah. what they going to do? <laughs> you that nigga in the bar. <laughs> that like, what's was, she doing here? I was that night. I know, right? <laughs> I, was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to go until she told me that I couldn't, <laughs> I had to keep it down and I couldn't, or they going to, they or they going to, fuck them, what they going to do? <laughs> I guess they didn't do nothing. Nope. They, they didn't do shit. But I bet if I went to that same bar today, I bet they all be dub fans. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody rooting for the, the king the now. The right, right. The what? Right, exactly. <laughs> Sacramento who? Hell no. Nah. We ain't room for no Sacramento up here. This is W Town. Yeah. Does Sacramento still have a sports <laughs> this is, team? This, <laughs> is the, <laughs> this is the city. What? Yeah. The Sacramento representative? The Sacramento governor? Is that the right? The Sacramento bees. <laughs> for real oh, though. Shit. Man. Um, yeah. I, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> That is just funny. You better watch, please. Like, you know who the fuck you talking to? <laughs> I'll show you how much times have changed. I was in a I was in a bar the other day, and uh, somebody came in and said, uh, "Oh, oh, uh, what time does the Warriors game start?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh the times I, they have changed." I, damn millennials! Same <laughs> They're like, they, they don't know about the Lakers winning. No, they don't know about no Laker dynasties. They don't know about white presidents and Laker victories. All they know is Steph Curry. He's like, Magic who? Oh, yeah, the guy who owns the Dodgers. Yeah, we yeah. heard of Magic. Think about it, though. Millennials are growing up with Steph Curry, Obama, and Drake. They really, 
think the light skin is just winning out here. It is. Well, <laughs> Shit. watch your fucking mouth. No, 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 no offense. No shade. <laughs> they grew up with Steph Curry, Obama, and the Shiznit show. Right, right, right. I- <laughs> On the Red Rock Podcast mm-hmm. Network. Yes, light skin matters. Huh. Hashtag. <laughs> Stay winning. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, winning, right? Mm. Exactly. Give me some of that tiger's blood, <laughs> man. You know what? I I owe Mike Epps an apology. Why? Because you know how I be dissing him on this show. Always he and I shit. And you he always say funny. he ain't funny. Yeah, I do. I do say that, but I have to take that back because I have discovered um, LeBron James's show. Which I hear nobody talking about mm-hmm. except my nephew, mm-hmm. Survivor's uh, Remorse. Uh, Deuce has been riding for them mm-hmm. uh, for a minute, trying to get me to watch or whatever, and I finally got on board. And yeah, I like it. It's a it's a good show. That's the name of the show, Survivor's Remorse. Yeah, What's and, it about? and is- Steph Curry. I mean, uh, Steph Curry. Mike, <laughs> and Mike, oh, God, God, yellow niggas on the brain. I know. <laughs> and Drake in them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike Epps is in it, and he, he plays the uncle, and he's he's really good. He's really good. You know, it's about <clears throat> uh, a NBA ball player who's just his rookie contract just uh, just ended. Mm-hmm. So he's about he's like he's a point guard. He's like the next big thing, and so he's signing his first big contract. Mm-hmm. So he's just you know becoming a millionaire now. You mm-hmm. know because the rookie contract don't don't make you rich. Right. And uh, and it's about his. Um, uh, it doesn't. <laughs> um, uh, about him and his. Basically, it's a black entourage. Okay. You know the difference is his entourage is his family. Right. Right, and it's not. They not you know it was it's his mother, it's his uncle, Mike Epps. His mother is Tachina Arnold. Mm. Um, his sister, who um, I've never seen her, I can't think of her real name right now. Mm-hmm. I I heard she's on the uh, that fake <clears throat> reality show with uh, Kevin Hart, the ho- Hollywood husbands or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. I think she plays his wife mm. on that. Kevin Hart's wife. On this, she plays uh, the, the main guy's sister. The main guy, I don't know who... I, I've never seen him in anything before. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's, it's those four. Oh, no, no. And um, that guy, um, they got the funny name, Ron, 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 Ron Cole, Ron Cole Lee Brown or something. He's got some funny name. He played... Um, he's been in a lot of these... Uh, the last thing he was on was that thing with uh, Joyful Drake and... Um, that little relationship thing that you guys didn't see, uh, <laughs> uh, but maybe somebody out there saw. Uh, let's stay together. Yeah, let's stay together. I think it, it, was, it was the name of it with the big tall, big tall brother, and uh, he was on that. And he also played. Um, he played. Uh, no, that wasn't him in that. Anyway, that's the last thing he was on. But he's the cousin. So that and his cousin is his his manager. He gave his manager slash pretty much his everything. And then he gave like his other relatives some kind of job and gave them allowance and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, whatever, so that they don't run through so all the money. It's kind of like the game meets entourage, but set in basketball. No, it's not nothing like the game. <laughs> I mean, well, the game, the central c- character was a guy whose mom like ran his business. 
professional focus, athlete. Focusing on a professional athlete who... Yeah, know. but no, it's nothing like the game. <laughs> Unless you want to say it's a, it's a sports uh, sitcom. In that sense, it's like the game, but it's not like the game. It's more like Entourage than like the game. But it's not really like Entourage either. But if you were, but if you were like promoting, I mean, if you were like selling it and like giving it in a sentence, you'd say the game meets Entourage, basically. Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to say the game though if you want to get it picked up. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, the game kept getting picked up. It got picked up by what two, three different channels. The game, <laughs> the game was horrible, and everybody agrees. Even all black people know the game was horrible. Who do you think was watching it? The, yes, and they were mad about it. They weren't having it watch, happily watching it. They were bitching about they were it. Hate the whole wa- time. Everyone was hate watching yes, the game. Yes, they were hate watching the game. <laughs> exactly. The game was well hated. The game was hated. It was hated, and rightfully so. Towards the end. It but got a little... uh, no, towards the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> What's your real opinion? But uh, anyway. It's a good show. Mike Epps is good on the show. Mike's is, Mike is funny on the show. And uh, so I he is not without talent. I retract some of the stuff that I, or a lot of the most of the stuff that I said about him. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he supposed to be playing uh, Richard Pryor? But, uh, in yeah, the, uh, he is supposed yeah. to be playing Richard Pryor. Yeah, so, are they, have, have they uh, have they started work on that film? Um, I don't know anything about it except that he won the spot over Marlon. Yeah. You know, over Marlon Wayans. That's that's the last I heard of it. So I don't I don't know. But it gives me you know hope because I was like, what? They picked Mike Epps over Marlon Wayans, especially mm-hmm. after I saw that audition. That dude. audition, and I was <laughs> like, oh man. But uh, yeah, I, now I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe he can pull it off. You know, he's he, he's got some talent. He's you know. So I don't know. You know, I don't know what it what what was going on with the other stuff I saw, man. I, <laughs> or maybe he's just gotten better. You know, maybe he's just gotten better. I don't know. Oh, you just happen to like him in this? Yeah, maybe, maybe like like. Uh, or maybe Kevin, you were just being a hater before. No, no. <laughs> maybe like Kevin James. Some people are good in one thing. Like Kevin James, I like him in King of Queens, and that's pretty much it. Uh, that's he's good in that. His movies, even though he's basically the same guy, or whatever, and it just doesn't work for me. But in King of Queens, love him, love him in that. But take him out of that. Mm, I don't hate him, but I'm not paying to go see him either. So, you know, there's that. But uh, speaking of movies and stuff, I mean, me and the uh, the girls, we want to go see Creed, right? But mm. the girls haven't seen any of the Rockies, you know, mm. since uh, they weren't even born when it started. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even realize that the first Rocky started in 76. For yeah. whatever reason, I was thinking that it started in the 80s. Mm-mm. And the first couple were in the 70s. And I didn't even realize that until we went back and started watching. I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. I hadn't seen, I don't think, any of the Rocky since, like, the first, you know, the first go-round. I don't recall ever rewatching them. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, so I was like, okay, well, if you guys going to see Creed, then you have to watch, like, at least the first four. You know? Four? Yeah, the yeah. first four. Yeah, that covers that covers yeah. uh, what they need to know for Creed. Yeah, the first four, exactly. You, Actually, you, you, you can have, to have you prerequisites can, to watch yeah. this movie. Not really. Well, it's, <laughs> kind, it's not. It's not. But I mean, it's kind of a sequel, like everybody's mm-hmm. been saying. It's kind of Rocky Seven. Right. Yeah, they they spell so. it out for. I mean, you know basically what happened, but you know the first. You don't need you don't need Rocky three, but you need Rocky one, two, and four to to know. What's going on? I don't think I even knew there was four Rockies. Oh, there's there's a lot more than that. There's there's six. Count, oh. counting, counting Creed, there's seven. Oh, wow. I had so no idea. five P 
people universally agree that they just act like that one didn't happen. <laughs> but the other four, you know, pretty decent. <clears throat> so, and, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the girls, they, they enjoy, and that's, that's saying something because my wife, you know, she won't watch anything like past 2000. You know, she mm-hmm. <laughs> she is like not for watching old stuff, but she was watching. She was she was into it. She was screaming at the <laughs> screen and rocket and uh, and Don Don. She was oh my goodness, she was rocking out. Especially when you know like Rocky Three came around with all the Survivor songs. <laughs> she was Danya was like on the couch and she was just <laughs> rocking out. She was like this seventies music is catchy. <laughs> That's hilarious. She had the eye of the tiger. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this oh set, music God. is catchy. You set it straight. It's the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, we're in the 80s now. Get it right. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so now we'll do all the way up to four, and we can go watch Creed at some point. Maybe try to do it while we're on vacation, especially since Don Don is off punishment, off restriction. She's been on forever. She finally cleaned her room. What? She was on punishment? For a long time, she hasn't. She she has been working on her room. No lie, since before Thanksgiving, since before Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, she's not a robot. You must remember, <laughs> she is not a robot. Since before Halloween, she's been working on her room. What? Yeah, yeah. She's had a. She's had a few. Okay, mind you, there's some. It's not all her fault. Don't get me wrong. A good portion of it is her fault. But, you know, if we have to run errands or whatever, it's like we have to do everything as a family. Like, right. she's too young to stay by herself. I, don't, I can't drive. Right. So, like, we all have to go do everything. Right. So that takes time away from, you know, I can't, like, just take the car and go and, her, you know, her mother stays at home with mm-hmm. her while she's cleaning the room or whatever. Right. It's like she's got to, you know... If we have something to do, then she's got to do it too. Then she's been sick a couple of times, right. and she so has had obstacles it. in her. She's way. had some obstacles, yes. but most of it has just been just her lollygagging, <laughs> dragging ass, and just and then just like being so overwhelmed because she let it get so out of control that she's overwhelmed and of she course. just goes there in there and she just cries, Aww. you know. And I've had like several pep talks with her. And like finally got through to her. I'm like, mm-hmm. look, you just got to tackle it. You just all this crying and stuff is not going to go away. You're in danger of missing Christmas at this point because <laughs> everything else has been tried. You know, know. We tried everything else, and it's like, come on now, you know. And I was like, okay, you get it clean this time, and Daddy will try to help you keep it from getting to this point. You know, when I see it starting to slip, I'll tell you, you know, get on it. Like I shouldn't have to tell you, but you are seven, so. I will tell you, Don, you go in there and clean your room, you know, so you don't get it all. But the thing with her is, it'll be looking fine one day, and the next day it just be like it just exploded, right? Like something just went there and exploded, right? Hurricane mm-hmm. Don Don hit, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do anything about that. If you just decide to go buck wild and destroy it in one day overnight, then that's just on you. I would hope you would think back to these last several months of all this pain and torture that you've been going through, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 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 think twice about that. But if you do it, is that's on you. But I'll try as long as you, you know, don't go crazy and destroy it in one day. I'll help you, you know, manage it and you know tell mm-hmm. you to get on it. So we're just like setting up like a weekly every you know Sunday or something is like clean your room day. You know to make sure that she doesn't get you know 
too too out of hand. So hopefully that works. But uh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad. So now you know because I'm going. I'm about to be on vacation, and we got bonfires coming up. And, I know. I'm so excited. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm happy about that too. We, we, you should come too. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun. What's, yeah, what's it's gonna be kind of like a what's the bonfire? I mean, I mean, I know what a bonfire. Is. <laughs> a bonfire, a bonfire is when you well, take, when you when, take when, a combustible material. <laughs> no, it's when you take when you when you uh, pour gasoline on 007 and then you, uh, and then you strike a match. That's a bonfire. Uh, I know a what a bon- bonfire. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> But uh, where where's uh where where is the bonfire? At Doc Wilder Beach on the twenty third. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we're just gonna be cool. We're gonna be there with all our officers. Yeah. Our it's gonna be like a re- like a high school reunion. Oh, okay, I get it now. With nobody from high school. <laughs> right, right. Just, oh just, just pretend it's one of those those high school reunions that you crash where you didn't actually oh, know anybody. Oh, right. exactly. okay, okay. Well, you know how good I am around strangers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good idea. <laughs> but uh so yeah, so pretty excited about that and then the the annual uh what is it the holiday party what what is that is it is it new year's party charlie bell or is it christmas eve party what is that, that it was party? last night it was last night yeah thanks for the invite or the reminder or whatever you i thought you no. said you didn't want to come when did I say that? You said you said this place was too little. You said you wanted you yeah, didn't want to come. Did say that. You said you didn't want to come until we moved it. I said I thought we were going to move it, but we didn't. I still wish you. Had, I, oh, I'm sorry. Come well, it don't matter they because told uh, him pum pum. We didn't have anybody to watch Donya anyway. But so. if I would have told you, you might have got babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't. I really thought you didn't. It's not come. your fault because I did say I did say that I did say that. Sorry. But I just was like, oh, I think I want to go to the party. Like this year? it just yeah, it did like all of a sudden just like the other day hit me like I think I want to go there. Oh, but I thought it was closer to Christmas or it. Uh, so usually it else. is, but we already so put put it. So on y'all was trying to make me miss the party. No, it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're like, how can we? <laughs> that was a DT. How can D we evade? Uh, don't tell Gino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he don't want to come anyway, but just in case. Right, right, right. Just we in gotta case. Gotta be on the Dino DL. <laughs> right, right. Let's have this shit like two weeks early. It <laughs> no, was two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, so Mark. Mark your calendars. We already picked the date. It's December 10th next year. We decided we're going to do it the second Saturday of December because what had happened was last year, um, we well, last few years, we had clashes with other parties. So mm. it, it turns out this is like, in you know, it's into December enough that it's still the holiday season, but it's not so close to, to actual Christmas and Kwanzaa, etc., where people are out of town and... Um, mm. You know, running into other like work parties and you know parties, or that people so. are off on vacation. Right, exactly. Like I used to be. When exactly. You used to have it. Vacation back in the day. So December tenth, mark your calendars. The epic holiday house party. It was fucking epic. <sighs> Which is why I didn't have my car today. <laughs> oh, that's why you didn't have your car. Yeah. Okay, he was yeah. too fucked up to drive home. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I wasn't fucked up. I was just being conscientious because he was fucked up. No, you know what? I honestly wasn't fucked up because I'm one of the hostesses, so mm-hmm. I we were cleaning until like four in the morning, so I was just exhausted. Yeah. But why didn't you just 
but that four in the morning, she just spent the night. No, Mm-mm. no, it was no, it was two. No. Uh, okay, well, anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway. Oh, that sucks for me. Missed the party. Oh well. I feel bad. Oh, you just got a bonfire. Isn't that your fault? But I did. We, we, you know, me, um, me and wifey and the baby. We actually we all went out with uh, some friends and uh, we had a good time. Um, it was last night, as a matter of fact. We uh, went out went out with my friend Kimmy and her husband Kevin. Shout out to Kimmy and Kevin <laughs> and their kids. We had a little like little family time. We all went to dinner. Nice. And stuff and all that. It wasn't a turn up, but you know, <laughs> when you don't get invited to shit, people, you know, purposely don't invite you and change the date and the location uh, and the time and the. Yeah, you purposely. Know, purposely. And, you and know. Charlie Bell, you still got that world's smallest violin. <laughs> <laughs> left that. I left it somewhere with my fucks to give. Uh, oh, Weezy? <laughs> Weezy, uh. <laughs> Oh, but um, you know what? We do have a. Um, you guys know that we've been having a guest with us for last two, last three weeks, I guess, counting this one. And uh, actually, we have one more after this one, the <laughs> final one next week. But today we have uh, Misha Misha Shakara or Shakira. Shakira. Yes, hi. Shakira. No, not um, Shakira. We are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's welcome let's let's welcome Misha Shikara to the show. Hey, welcome. Yes. Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, the shiznit. Thank you for having me. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The kids are happy. Baby. <laughs> That's because Uncle Jared isn't here. <gasps> too soon. Too soon. No, no, no. No, no Jared. D- different, different. Jared with a T, not Jared O-D. Jared. <laughs> you know, I have trouble with the last uh, consonant on words, so. No, no, it sounds this sounds like the same name. Yeah. So, um, Misha, uh, yeah. welcome to the show. And Thank so, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am from Los Angeles. What? Yeah. Homegirl. I'm a Valley girl, actually. Wow. Oh, what valley part of the girl. Valley. I, oh my a goodness. Whole part of the Valley. Mm. I lived all. Oh my over. god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's like totally bitching. <laughs> totally awesome. <laughs> Like, yeah. for sure. So right. <laughs> like, gag me with a spoon. <laughs> I'm sure that never gets old. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> never. Okay, so um, what, what, what valley are you from? San Fernando? Yeah, I like the San Fernando, Northridge, okay. Granada. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, the deep valley. Next, next door to Wheezy over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the poor part of the valley. Uh, <laughs> I'm in Panorama City. <laughs> I grew up in Panorama. City. Oh, you did? Okay, right across so the street from the mall. Okay, so you know there. what part of hell I live in. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, all that. very familiar with. It. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I live next door to the Firestone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. One um, thing about the yeah. hood is you can get a bacon wrapped hot dog. There. <laughs> hey, I can get a bacon wrapped tamale anytime I want. Ooh. Hey, oh yeah, they they on the corner all the yeah, time. Yeah, the corn on the sticks yeah. up oh, there yeah. and yeah. shaved ice mm-hmm. all day. Wow, bacon wrapped tamale sounds really good that right sounds now. Sounds bomb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> no friend. That sounds really good. I've never had one. I know, we're like, but I really want one. <laughs> but on today's show, we can wrap tamales. So uh, okay, me. So you're from the valley, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a creative director, and I used to model. Mm. Um, right now, working on music, doing some good collaborations, and uh, just trying to stay in the game, focused and happy. So, yeah. what what do you do with music? You play it, you sing um, it, you rap it, yes, you I'm a lead write vocalist. it. You... Yes, oh. I write lead vocals, and right now I'm doing bass, guitar, mm-hmm. and acoustic Dope. and electric. Awesome! Yeah. Yeah. We love music. Yeah, what kind of music? music? What style um, is it? Well, I started out as a rapper. And I did a lot of underground rap and then um, went to R&B pop. And I'm just trying to stay in mainstream mo- media music. Mm-hmm. Trying to just stay in the R&B pop kind of world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got a SoundCloud? or? A- yeah, I have a SoundCloud. Um, I took all my songs down, reinventing everything. We just got brand new music. Um, we've been working with some people like Battle Cat. Oh, don't Wow, I love Battle Cat. Love Battle Cat. Love Battle Cat. I'm trying to touch the West Coast 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's I already yeah. know it's going to be dope. The hot production fire. is going to be dope. So hot fire, hot fire. Yeah. Uh, we actually talked to him when he was doing a tour with Drake and Madonna. And this was uh, Las Vegas. It was probably last year around this time. And this one we had conversations with him. And he was like, he was open to sending music and meeting with me in Vegas and collaborating and stuff like that. So, All you know, right. op- opportunities are still open. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as you get your SoundCloud back up, send us the link so I we can post it. Exactly. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, thanks again for joining us. And, Thank you uh, for having me. Hey, it's welcome, fun. and let's, let's get right on in. Um, yeah. So, hey, let's let's see what's been up with uh, Charlie Bell and Wheezy since last time. Charlie Bell, what's up? What's been up with you? Well, <clears throat> the the epic holiday house party. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> it would take a lot of planning to pull off. This was the ninth annual year. We we have every year. It gets. How you been doing this for nine years and you only first invited me like three well, years I, ago, four years ago? Because legit, that's when I joined. I wasn't the part uh, of it from okay. the beginning. So All right, that's I've cool. I've been involved with the crew. Because you was about to, I was about to. Mm. You're like, you had been going in for nine months. She, she, she been on the DL for real. <laughs> Call yourself a friend, you mother. <laughs> I know. Back when I used to own Studio 54, and like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, but it's the ninth annual, and it's just, it's great. It's everyone, it's like family, people come. It's like a real old fashioned backyard boogie. I got to show you the pictures later. It was. Oh, you guys so, did it in the backyard? Yeah. The backyard, the house. I never, I never w- went out into the backyard. I thought it was just a house. No, the whole the, she has a terrace backyard. It's like two levels. It's huge. Oh, see, I could probably hang out in the backyard, and I wouldn't feel so claustrophobic. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you didn't. Okay, so see, yeah, it's all miscommunication. I, yeah, so I didn't know December tenth, you're invited. <laughs> you're not gonna move it this time, right? No. Okay. It's set in stone. All right. I think but, I'll, oh, I'll probably be there. Yeah, it's super fun. It was 
nice people. It was it was really like an old fashioned you know backyard boogie. Mm-hmm. Like it was so fun. It was just L A. It was just the epitome of an L A. party, just house party. Nobody else does it like we do. So it was super fun. Fried chicken. We had tri tip. Pie, mac and cheese, you name it. Yeah, the food beyond that. Liquor, 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 DJ. It was just a turn up. It was popping. That's what she said. <laughs> and so, you know, you guys know I hate um, the holidays for oh, the most right. part. Yeah, yeah. I hate winter in general. I hate yeah. cold weather. And, you know, the this epic holiday house party is one of the few things that I love about bah the humbug. season. I am very bah humbug, mm-hmm. but it definitely, like is a bright spot in the dark winter. Mm. And the other thing that I can appreciate and uh, enjoy about winter is it's oxtail season. <laughs> I made a big old pot of oxtails. I still haven't had any of your famous oxtails. Well, I have to admit, this wasn't my best batch, so I'll do another. I'll do a few more batches before oxtail season is over. So I'll, okay. I'll bring some. Cool. Cool. I'll be waiting. <laughs> oxtails and rice, right? Yep. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Weezy, what's been up with you, bro? Well, uh, I, uh, well, as, as many of you know, I'm a model. <laughs> a model what? <laughs> Citizen? <laughs> Train? <laughs> choo, choo. I'm a model train, plane, and automobile. <laughs> um, but actually, I, I got a modeling gig uh, this uh, uh, this <laughs> this this last this last Monday. Uh, I was what they call a, a featured extra, and uh, it was uh, it's for a German magazine called uh, Kit, a uh, German German company called Kitcorn. And uh, what kind of porn is that? <clears throat> It's it's uh it's uh it's like it's like you know those, those uh, candy corns. Uh huh. It's candy corn porn. Oh, so okay. yeah. So it's very it's very sweet. It's very and sweet sticky. and it's all, and sticky. Yes. Yeah. Just just the way the Germans like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, it, it, you nasty. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> Uh, it, it was uh, it was it was really cool. Uh, um, I, I went in there and um, yeah, they had me in a, a turtleneck, a black turtleneck and a black leather jacket and sunglasses. So I, well, you were shaft. Well, I, well, I went. <laughs> well, I, I went into the. Shut your mouth. <laughs> He's a bad <laughs> mother. <laughs> I, I, I went into the dressing room and I said, "I'm looking for Sarah Connor," <laughs> and I got no response. <laughs> As I, I said, "You know, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Surely you've heard of him. <laughs> we have never heard of Schwarzenegger, and don't call us Shirley." <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was cool, and you know they had uh, the real models were there, and uh, <laughs> the real models. Oh yeah, they were the beautiful people, man. Yeah. I, I was I was like I was looking at one of these models. I'm like, man, he fine. Yep. <laughs> I was like, if this, like he got all my pussy. If this, <laughs> all my pussy. If this dude was, wet. If this dude was a woman. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that that half nigga was fine, man. So big, it's like a. <laughs> so terrible. But yeah, so we it was supposed to be street scenes, 
Uh, we were in downtown LA, so they had the beautiful people walking together, and then me. The and, <laughs> well, that's what the real models were. They were the beautiful people, and uh, and I think that's like the the uh, the catchphrase of the the company, the beautiful for the beautiful people. And um, yeah, because you know, beautiful people need representation because <laughs> <laughs> you know they have such a hard life. <laughs> they, they got do. the hard knock life, boy. They, they do. Sometimes, they do. Yeah, sometimes uh, people walking around, people <laughs> just falling all over themselves to give them shit for that they ain't earned for no reason. <laughs> that, that, that gets really annoying. Dude. You just—I wasn't sympathetic before, but now that I've, I walked a mile, walked a mile in their shoes, in their shoes, yeah, I walked a mile in those and literally. I worked a, walked a mile in those stilettos. Now that I've walked what? a mile down the catwalk. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand the struggle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fight the power. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, it, it was cool. I mean, they would do their thing, and we'd be we'd be in the scenes. You know, the focus was on them, but we'd be in the scenes. And there was a scene that it looked like something out of, uh, you know, Goodfellas or The Godfather, something like that. I'm standing on the street with another dude, and we're just talking. And it was it was really a very nice experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh Cool. And, and now I can call myself a model. So. Yeah. <laughs> put, put that on the new resume. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weasel model. Right? In big letters. The <laughs> model. <laughs> I'm a model. You know what I mean? I do my little turn on the catwalk. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I don't know, but somebody needs to fix it quick. <laughs> I'm too sexy for the show. <laughs> Right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you can admit that. It's very uh, big of you. <laughs> With that said, let's get into these topics. News and noteworthy. The shiznit. All right, Charlie. I'm gonna throw this first one to you. That's your uh, your story, Daniel Daniel Holdsclaw. Yeah, it's just yeah. how many episodes of the shiz that have started off or somewhere in it have ended or we've discussed. So this cop got off, that cop got off. Right. How many cops have gotten off? So for once, a cop got a, got the shaft. Got the shaft. Well, he was given the shaft. Yeah. Well, so, that's because he'd been given the shaft yeah. so long yeah. that it finally came back. Too much. But do you know about this, Misha? Yes, yes. Yeah. I've seen it. So, basically, it's this um, sheriff in Oklahoma who was preying, literally preying upon um, mostly black women. A lot of them who, you know, had criminal backgrounds or were Yeah, he was slick. He was real slick. He... He's that dude that you see in the movies. Yeah, that they go after the the serial killer who goes after homeless people right. and the, the 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 people uh, the scourge of society right. or the, the people that um, people won't miss right. or you but, know. But, they, he, but this one had a gun and a badge. Right, right, right. Exactly, yeah. and right. he and he was raping instead of murdering. Right. Yeah. Raping, fondling. You know, just it just all told, kind of levels of yeah. perversion. When I was yeah. uh, looking at his verdict on television, I was actually pretty excited because I mean, it's a cop going to jail for something, and I was uh, wondering what was going to happen to him. I yeah, I was holding my breath. <laughs> hey. I was fantasizing a little bit, like, oh, I know. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, now we just got to make sure they put his ass in gin pop, and it'll be on. But I mean, no, like, so on a, ser- a quick, yeah. on a quick series note, I mean, I think again, he was convicted. There was thirty, like thirty-eight counts or something like that. He was convicted on about half of them, eighteen. Right. So he could do a maximum of life in prison. 
and we we haven't gotten the verdict yet. I mean, we haven't gotten the sentencing yet. But, right. Um, January, late right. January. Right. But January. but two quick things to say about this. I mean, I think one, it does reflect two things. One, the the, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, his whole. Predatory strategy was based on the fact that these women's lives didn't matter at all to anyone and that they wouldn't right. matter. Yeah. And so that's, I think, why we have to celebrate. It's like, no, we're finally somewhat getting the message through that you are not able, you, you're not allowed to, pred- to prey upon people. How did, uh, how did they catch him? He fucked up. And, he uh, fucked up. He, he, he went outside. He deviated from his uh, pattern. His yeah, his, yeah. his pattern. He he um he messed with a, a woman who was a, a regular citizen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like a regular. Um, she's just like a, a regular older, grand, black, older, older black, black lady, grandmother, whatever. Like mm-hmm. in her fifties, mm-hmm. he fucked with the wrong one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, she clap she, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was he was a rapist, not a rapist murderer. No, no, he didn't, oh, okay. no just yeah. just rapist. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so this lady, but again, it was based on his assumptions mm-hmm. about right, black right. people because she was, she fit the profile in terms of, you know, probably the car she was driving, whatever, mm-hmm. how she was looking, mm-hmm. the neighborhood she was in. She yeah. was coming back from a friend's house. I think they were playing spades or cards or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like in the hood playing mm-hmm. games, just, you mm-hmm. know, socializing. And so he assumed she was like, oh, she probably, so- had, he looked at her and was like, oh, she probably has a warrant. She probably has drugs in the car, you know, and when that didn't prove to be the case she she finally yeah. you know brought kind of started the whole thing and a lot mm-hmm. of these women they were because they had been involved in sex work or mm-hmm. drugs or whatever they were afraid to come forward but right. eventually only like 13 of them came forward but you know 13 came forward you mm-hmm. can imagine there's probably right four times that many out mm-hmm. there yeah. right. you know right. we had somebody like that in LA um, what they call him the uh, Bill Cosby no no <laughs> <laughs> no I mean this no this was uh uh God, what is it? Cop. Uh, the uh, they actually had a name for him, but he was uh, he was he was a regular neighborhood guy, mm-hmm. and he would go out and he would uh, rape prostitutes. Oh, I know you're talking about. He yeah. would kill. He would rape and kill. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. He was a serial, he was a serial killer. A serial killer. Serial, serial rapist. rapist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he also wasn't a cop. He was yeah. just a regular. Yeah, but I mean, but he picked. Yeah, he picked people that. Right, that like no, I was saying yeah, in the no beginning, one, yeah, right, no right. one would care about, or at least that he assumed. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was his. And, the end, and there was another guy in Seattle like that too. That's yeah. a well, yeah. That's if you if you're gonna rape, yeah. It's disgusting. Which again, it goes to show it's not about sex; it's about power. Oh, you know, yeah. he yeah. was totally just. Well, I'm glad. Uh, glad he's going to get his just desserts. Yeah, hmm. turn up. <laughs> Fuck you, Holtzclaw. <laughs> Isn't there a WNBA player named Shamika Holtzclaw? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I think it's spelled slightly differently. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, she's. I don't, I don't, is she still playing? I don't know. Uh, so, probably not. Yeah, so I think she's coaching. Though. I think she was one of the first ones. She yeah. might have been. I, I think she's coaching. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> well, in other news, a bullet attachment that could save lives. You guys have to check this out. Um, there's there's pretty good audio, but you guys need to see it. So you guys out there on the podcast, you have to go to our Facebook page and check it out. I will post it on there, and you guys can can see it on on that. It's a uh, very uh, very interesting. This this is the alternative. Let's leave, though. Let's leave. It's like an airbag for a bullet. 
It looks like a toy that attaches to a real gun, but it is nothing to play with. The new device is intended to give a suspect one last chance to live. Put the knife down, sir. The police decide the situation is dangerous enough to use lethal force. Let's lethal, let's lethal. Bang. Actually create... I'm, what 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 what's, uh, what what we're, what we're seeing is there's a guy with a gun like a nine millimeter like a Glock something like that and there's this bright orange uh, attachment that slides right over the tip of the barrel like real easily just in like one second you can just slide it on just fits right on top and at the end of this bright orange attachment is this big silver ball okay and when the bullet is fired it attaches itself to that ball. And the ball uh, is what hits the the target rather than the bullet, and it's uh, it's pretty big and it travels like one fifth the speed of a of an actual bullet. So. By a retired sheriff officer, and he did not like the fact that people were being shot when the officers do have time, but they had no other option in lethal force. The makers say it's not to be used in split-second decisions, but only when an officer has three seconds or more to react. What does this do to the body? Well, it's going to feel like getting hit in the chest by a Major League Baseball player with a hammer. The bullet merges with the metal bowl, which travels about one-fifth the speed of a regular bullet. It could definitely break something. Could it kill you? There, it, it absolutely could, but we know a bullet kills you. There is a possibility that this could kill you, but it is very slight when you compare that to a bullet. CEO Christian Ellis says after nine years in development, it's ready. It comes as police across the country face intense scrutiny and protest over the killings of unarmed suspects. So far, there is only one police department in America that has decided to test the device. Ferguson, Missouri. Yes, that Ferguson. The department <laughs> that Ferguson. became the catalyst for nationwide protest against police tactics after its officer shot to death unarmed teenager Michael Brown. Why is Ferguson looking at this device? This is something that we just happen to run across, especially considering the, out, the outcry about saving lives, even lives of people that you're trying to apprehend. Um, that this might be something that was worth worth looking into. But some former law enforcement officers have huge reservations about it, saying it could do more harm than good, especially to officers. These situations escalate virtually instantaneously. If you had such a device available, to be quite frank with you, you could not transition to lethal force fast enough to save your life. The makers of the alternative say their test shows otherwise. The device mm-hmm. only works for the very first shot, intended to stop, not kill a suspect. But if that doesn't work, the gun is ready to fire lethal rounds in a split second. Everything disengages from the weapon, and the officer is ready to go with his bullets or her bullets when needed. However, the device has not been tested in real-life situations on human beings. With the outcry over police tactics... For now, it's just an alternative. But in the future, it just might save a life. Sarah Seidner, CNN, San Diego, California. All right, so uh, what what do we think about this, Misha? It's obvious that the people are outraged and, you know, they keep on creating things to basically disarm us i feel and the people need some help they need something so that they won't feel so attacked and just creating this is just another you know it's just another negative thing to me like it's not nothing positive really killing it no interesting no wheezy what do you think 
I, I think it's a, I think it's a good, uh, I think it's a good, a good alternative. Uh, you know, the only problem is no matter no matter what happens, there's always a risk of uh, of uh, someone of, of a terminal injury. Um, but I, I think they're like in the case in Ferguson, Missouri. You know, uh, if someone's at a distance and you're trying to put them down, uh, giving him the one shot with the less lethal uh, form of uh, of uh, using less lethal force. Uh, but I mean, we have what do you call them? Tasers. We have mm-hmm. uh, rubber, rubber bullets. Um, but I, I think this is like you know it. But you know, in that situation, I don't. I don't know. It's like three seconds, or you know, when the adrenaline is flowing. But I, yeah, I, I, it's worth a shot. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> wow. That, no pun intended. Moving no, all over. No, no pun intended. No. Charlie Bell, what's your take on this? I mean, I'm skeptical as well. I mean, if it saves lives or a life here, that life there, great. I mean, but I think this is kind of what what activists for police reform have been saying all along is that there you need to understand better how to assess situations more quickly, how to de-escalate situations more quickly, and use less lethal force first. Like, that was the whole problem. I mean, I think the judgments and the... Right, okay, so this... This thing here, not police, not policing in the problem with policing in general, this invention right here. What's your take on this invention? This is what I'm trying to say. I don't think that this invention is really going to change the way that policing occurs or the types of, um, you know, officer involved shootings that happen, because I think the issue isn't with necessarily the the, the the lack of less lethal options that they have available, it's the fact that they're not using them. The fact that they're quick to shoot, the fact that they're quick to, to, to perceive, sometimes correctly, but oftentimes incorrectly, as we know, to say, oh, this person was reaching for their waistband. I mean, how many fucking times we've heard that, you know? Yeah, well, so, what and, do people do? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he reached for his gun. He reached for my gun. I mean, we hear the same thing. So my point is, I think that it that it's not going to have that big of an impact on police killing civilians. I mean, if it saves anyone, great. But I don't think it's going to be a game changer. I think I, I disagree. I think that if uh, I think of a, if you know if, if it is a situation where you think you see someone reaching for something, and you have the red, you have the the the, the less lethal uh, for, for, uh, less lethal pellet. Uh, I think you'll knock that person down. You'll probably knock them out. Uh, that's better than and then and, and then if the person doesn't have a weapon, it's like okay, I saw him reaching for his belt. It appeared that he had a weapon, but this way everyone's still alive. And I think that's better than you know because that's a split second decision. If I were in that in the, if I were in that case and I see someone and you know I eyes play tricks on people. You know you see someone reaching for his belt. It's like boom, he's reaching for something. It's like you know, I'd, I'd rather have the option of being able to put a, a something on that that you know can just uh, knock a person out rather than yeah. I mean, that. theoretically, all that being the case, that's true. But I'm just saying, I think the whole thing of he was reaching for a weapon or this that a lot of time it's a lie after the fact. That's my point is they weren't really really giving a fuck about saving the person's life to begin with. Well, I think that. Um, surprise, surprise, my answer lies somewhere in the middle between Charlie Bell and Weasel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I don't think it's a game changer. I don't think that it's going to make 
like a whole hell of a lot of difference, but I feel like it's not going to hurt. Right. You know, oh, it's going to it's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> not a not so much a bullet right. in your ass. <laughs> right. It's, it's not it's not going to uh well, put it like this, I don't see it as a negative at all. You know, like that I definitely do not see it as a negative. I I see it as a um if nothing else, I see it as a positive at cuz at least they're thinking and working towards, you know, a solution or trying to, you know, get towards l- less force. Um, or yeah, less lethal. less less lethal force. So if nothing else, I think it's a positive because it's a step in the right direction, you know. And uh, like like Charlie Bell said, if it just saves one person, then then cool, you know. Um, you know, I do agree it, with that uh, because it's a lot of children out here, and if you know, even young adults. Like I'm 25, and I wouldn't want someone to mistake me for someone, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, please put the orange thing on and don't shoot. Me oh, you look like a thug. <laughs> No, don't get it twisted. When you came into the studio, I was like, oh, hold up. I know. Who the hell are you? Put your purses away. Yeah, oh, shit. I I started to hyperventilate. I was very nervous. I was like, let me hide the equipment. (laughs) I clutched my my purse. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Yeah. Like, as a matter of fact, where's my gun? Daddy was a criminal. No, but um, <laughs> Misha came in here like back yourself. <laughs> you know, Mama. but the the thing is um, that uh, the it re- you know what it reminds me of is basically it's a a pistol version of something that they have already for the shotgun for many like for home defense. Like the oh shotgun, yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. the The first round is a warning shot. You know, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's less lethal, and then after that. It's on and cracking. It's like the real deal. Right. And uh, so it's kind of, uh, a, you know, a pistol version of that same thing. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. So, it, you know, it is what it is. It so, is what it is. So we'll, you know, we'll see. I'll be checking the news to see, uh, you know, if anything comes of it. What I don't like is how they're showing all the people and then saying, this is for you. It seems to me when I put two and two together. Well, that's separate? that's that's like, well. First of all, that's the news that did that. That's yeah. not the the makers. The makers of it, you know, they're that's they have no control over that. That's the news story that did that. Right. But you know. Okay. But uh, anyway, um, in other news, Aisha Curry, they messing with my man's woman. <laughs> they messing with the the uh, the first lady of. The warriors uh, of the light skin, <laughs> of the lights of team light skin, of team light skin. <laughs> that that is first, not right. <laughs> first lady of three pointers. Yeah, Aisha Curry <laughs> accused of slut shaming. <laughs> oh my God, that, have you heard about this, Charlie? Bell? Of course. Yeah, of course. Of oh course. my God. So, well, okay. Well, before I get you guys' take on this, I'm going to read the actual tweets. Qu- the, yeah, the actual quotes so or some of the tweet the tweets though that she said. Right. Um. Okay, one of them was, everyone's into barely wear, wearing clothing these days, huh? Not my style. I like, to keep it, I like to keep the good stuff covered up for the one who matters. Okay, another quote. I'll take classy over trendy any day. Right? That's, that's, the, that's the, uh, the extent of her egregious uh, remarks. She didn't say you or people need to. She didn't say... Uh, classy over trashy. She said trendy. Uh, these are very innocuous comments, and I just I'm like, wow, you guys really, 
looking for a fight is my take <laughs> on this. Y'all really looking for a fight if this is slut shaming. Uh, anybody else? Charlie Bell? <laughs> anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> Bell? Bell? I mean, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay, what, what I will say is I do think the comments were mild. I do think that a lot of the clapback against Aisha and the attacks on her were totally out of pocket and actually just reflected more sexism than it deflected. Right. But, I mean, she was slut-shaming. She did it in a very subtle way, but she she basically... Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. let me finish. No, I have a question. Okay. So... You said that you didn't think she was slush. No, I didn't. I said her, I said I thought her comments were mild. Okay, but I think she was mildly throwing shade. She was she was mildly slut shaming in the sense that she contrasted classy with covered up. She she I mean. Um, she was ba- she was basically saying that to be covered up is to be classy. So that by implication, you're right. She didn't openly call people sluts and everything, but by implication, it's like if you're not covered up, if you choose to be trendy, then you're that's not classy. She she contrasted. It's not. That's your opinion, and that's her opinion, and she's entitled to it, and you're entitled to it. But the problem is, and this is the problem that I have with her. Her statement and statements like this is it invited the now the people that I do have a problem with are all the hoteps and the fucking you know conservatives and the dudes that want to go you know back to who really like get off on this sled shaming is using her um, her comments to be like see that's how a woman supposed to be you thoughts out there and you sluts and you hoes out here running these streets you know going out what did Drake say going out and wearing less you know <laughs> going out more and wearing less or whatever and you know what I'm saying <laughs> like it's just it's the way that it sets up this good girl versus bad girl you know thing and those who want to show off their body are sluts and hoes and those who want to keep it covered are classy and ladylike and that's bullshit and it's like it's part of rape culture that basically sets up this dichotomy where some women are deserving of protection and respect and others aren't and that's the problem I have with it it's not so much with Aisha she can dress like a sister wife if she want to she can dress like the church lady and the deaconess and all of them together that's that's her right and it's my right if I want to go out with my nipple showing and my coochie out that's my right and that doesn't make me you know it may mean I don't have as great of taste in clothing but it doesn't make me less classy or less deserving of yeah, respect. Yeah it does. That's what no, class- it, yes, doesn't. it does. That's Maybe she's feeling the heat. No, that's she could opinion. be probably feeling the heat because her husband's a basketball player. Of course that's part of and it. And then it just makes her like oh you girls are out here looking good like just get dressed have confidence in yourself and, start- and trendy is good clothes like you know what are you talking about? Hey. I'm just done with her. She's such a pretty girl, but like she just wants to look so put together. She's hey. been married, so she doesn't have the time to like go get dressed up and turn up and go out there and be seen or whatever. Well, so, that's not part of her image. I mean, yeah. the 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 Aisha and Steph Curry brand and image is you know a wholesome conservative Christian couple, and I which, respect that. That's exactly and I respect our people it too. Need to see that. But don't. Don't say that if a woman doesn't portray that image or that's not the way she chooses to present herself, that she's less classy or deserving of respect and that she's not doing what she's supposed to be doing. Define classy. I mean, for one, classy is subjective already, right? right? So, but it doesn't, I don't think it has to do with how you necessarily 
how much body you cover up because if she, if she's in Saudi Arabia, she's a thought just like you know what I mean. She don't have she's not wearing a fucking hijab, so it's all relative to where your your point of view. To me, cla- I, I mean, I can define classy only for myself. I think classy is um, showing respect for everyone and showing class and dignity in how you treat other people. That's what class is to me. It doesn't have anything to do with how you in, in, wear in, clothing in regards to clothing. I don't. I'm saying I don't think class and clothing are related. They're totally not related. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chloe Kardashian commented on this, and she was saying how much she loved this comment from Aisha Curry. What do you think about her saying that being Chloe Kardashian, who's barely dressed in pictures now? I know is. that's. I don't get that. That's cognitive dissonance. I don't really get that. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that she has to uh, agree with it just because you know she's just because she's okay with it. I mean, maybe she for was, herself. Right. Maybe she was just standing up for Aisha's so. right to say it, which I agree. Aisha had the right to say it. I just don't like I don't like the shade that she was throwing at other women, subtle though it was. It wasn't it wasn't deserving of all this, you know, backlash, I don't think. But I what I like, like I said, less is the way that comments like this are used to pit women against each other, and I don't like that. I don't think it well. It was. If you, have you read in some of these comments? I mean, it's so terrible. Like, no, no, I'm saying I don't think it's used to. I mean, because nobody can put a woman against another woman. She, I mean, that's because because some dude hops on the bandwagon and says, "Oh, whatever, whatever." That's not him putting women against each other. I don't mean putting them in conflict with one another. I'm saying contrasting, saying that this type of woman is classy and respectable, and this type of woman is a thought and a hoe and fuck her. You know, it's that. That's what I mean. I mean polarizing. The, it's the Madonna whore complex. It's saying some women are Madonnas and they're you know they're they're respectful. They're worthy of being wifed and being your you know the mother of your children. They're worthy of this, that, and the other. And these other women over here aren't worth shit. You know, and I think that's the whole problem that I have with respectability politics is it puts value on some people's lives over others. It, you know, when you take it to its most. So everybody is the same. So there's not there's not there's not good niggas and bad niggas. There's not good good niggas and trifling niggas. There's not good men. And I mean, I hear that all the time. I mean, it's that's 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 the society. we. I mean, that's the world we live in. I mean, there's. There's good and bad versions of everything, so we we can't comment on a good or bad version of something. I said I mean, she's entitled to her opinion. We can't have an opinion of something being good or bad without it being rape culture. I mean, I'm explaining the mechanism by which her comment gets gets in in engaged in that 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 discourse that's already going on in the culture there's already a discourse in the culture about which women are thoughts and hoes and sluts and which women are not and Aisha unfortunately inserted herself into that conversation and then when you when you see the reactions to it and the responses to her comments then you see where it the po- the polarization comes from i'm not saying that people don't have a right to you know their opinions, or that yeah, there's some, there's there's trifling fools, there's cool people, there's classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. I know, I know you're not you saying know. that she doesn't have a right to her opinion. I mean, you you stated that, but you you're basically saying her opinion. You don't like 
you don't like her stance, though. I'm saying I would have, which is also your right. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, saying I'm, that if I'm saying I would have preferred, or the, there would have been less shade. She could have expressed her stylistic preference without shading women who make other choices. Okay, that's how I feel about it. She could have. There's a way to do it, you know. But, but again. Let's, we're not, we shouldn't even focus on Aisha. Aisha shouldn't even really be the focus because people like Aisha. The only reason it's getting focused because she's in the spotlight right now, you know, because of her husband. But women say stuff like this all the time, and men say stuff like this all the time too. But I'm just saying, she 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 jumped into the midstream of a of a cultural conversation that we're having about women, and. I didn't particularly care for what she said and how she said it, but what's more telling is people's responses to it. Been well, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't think she said anything all that, all that controversial. She said she didn't say classy over trashy; she said over trendy. But she uh, was saying that covered up equals classy. Well, so I mean, we we all we judge people by what they wear or what they don't wear. Uh, there's a certain look that I know I I know you don't like this, but. You know, women who wear revealing clothing are selling are selling uh, sexuality, and there's a reason why prostitutes wear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why they wear revealing clothing. There's a reason why They're strippers walk around in in lingerie is to is to attract uh, a, a sexual uh, is to uh, to uh, attract sexual attention, and. Uh, I mean, that, it's <laughs> it doesn't give people a right to rape or. You don't or, think that's true? You don't think that. Prostitutes wear sexual uh, revealing clothing to attract sexual attention. Prostitutes do, but there's other reasons that other women do. Every woman that wears revealing clothing isn't trying to attract sexual attention didn't, and didn't, isn't a prostitute. Didn't but, say that. Didn't, no, didn't, yeah, he didn't say that. I know, but why are you bringing up prostitutes? We're talking about women. Because, because he's saying that he's he's showing you that that people judge. You, by, you can't you can't separate. You can't say that this is totally unrelated to 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 sex or whatever. Yeah, not when you're bringing up prostitutes. Of course, everything's <laughs> related to sex. But other, I think I, what but, I don't like people, what I don't like about you, what you just said was that I know you don't like what I said. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you why. Mm-hmm. What I don't like about it is that you're ascribing to women the motiv- motivations for what they wear. You don't know why a woman is wearing something, and I never said I did. Right, but you're saying it attracts sexual attention. It does. Right, we didn't say she wanted it to. We said it does. You were saying that a prostitute does it for the purpose of attracting sexual attention, whereas that may not be the purpose that another woman is doing it didn't may, it may not be the purpose but, okay. but that's, that's, that's what, what it does, does. Okay. it's okay. like it's the it's the Dave Chappelle joke where he says that uh, you know he can go outside wearing a, a, a police officer's uh, uniform and uh, you know somebody somebody's purse gets snatched and he said and the woman says please uh, officer officer help me he said whoa just because I'm not just because I'm wearing a, a policeman's uniform doesn't make me a cop it's the same thing with the uh, with the revealing clothing. Yeah, you can wear revealing clothing, and you you don't you, you know just because you're wearing it doesn't make you one, but it does attract that type of attention. Well, I think the point is that as we evolve as a culture and in gender relations, men and people in general need to stop. Projecting prostitution onto a woman because of what she's wearing. Well, well Dino brought it up earlier. Uh, same thing with men. If uh, there's a difference between the way a uh, way a man who's dressed in a suit and tie uh, attracts attention or attracts uh, 
uh, uh, or gets labeled as opposed to a man who's walking around with, with his, his shirt off and, and his, his pants, pants hanging, hanging down. down. Agreed. And, and there's a problem with us judging men because of that. Men are ending up shot and killed because of the way they're perceived. Oh, he shouldn't have been wearing that hoodie. That's exactly my point is that respectability politics is about projecting onto people what the persona that you think they are and then it's it, it can escalate to a dangerous situation. That's exactly my point is that we need to stop. We need to examine the way in which we label and judge people for the way they present themselves. And yes, we do it. It's You're right. That's part of human nature. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm saying the cultural conversation needs to be about how can we resist doing it? How can we stop judging other people? How can we stop treating people away before we really know them? You know, And that's what treating people as a whole person and not just their clothes is about men in saggy jeans and hoodies and women in short skirts and tube tops same thing yeah it's about ascribing value to some people's lives and not to others she could just as well be talking about uh people walking down the red carpet at the grammys or the uh emmys or oscars you know wearing exactly wearing you know as a matter of fact she was she was looking at a magazine she was talking about people in magazines sure i mean and and that that could be i mean she could have said tacky um there's a lot of things she could have said you know but she's basing this on people are reading this in a reality like walking down the street not flipping through a magazine you're gonna see that models and people half naked but people see this and they're like oh well maybe am i classy am i trashy you know yeah but it doesn't matter what i mean it's not her i don't like this i don't like this dress j-lo is wearing i don't it's tacky it's trashy it's trendy uh i I prefer the way i dress i i think the way i look is classy versus the way you know whoever the flavor of the month is walking down the red carpet you guys got a long fight ahead of you you guys trying to change the way people (laughs) perceive people or and just like there's like no judgment you know i didn't say that there was no that's just ridiculous i didn't say that there's no judgment i never said that that's that's unrealistic no what i'm saying is that we need to stop saying that some people's lives are worth more than other people's lives based on going to extremes no i'm not yes you are i'm not nobody's saying that nobody's life is is worth less than because one one is one is trashy and no, one is tacky and no one's, or one's classy. No, I'm not. Nobody's it's not an extreme. That, that 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 her life is therefore invaluable and she could just should be able to just be raped and murdered and 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 thrown in the street. Nobody's saying that. First of all, people are saying that. That's one of my point is. Who, you're who's not, saying that? You're not saying it and you're not saying it. The people at this table are not saying who's it. Who's saying that? I'm telling you, people on the internet, freaking people in, in ISIS, people in throughout the third ISIS, world. Okay. I'm, no, I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that we ha- that this problem of judging women, saying that some women are valuable and respectable, and other women are thoughts and hoes. It's 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 a historical thing. It's always happened. The, the, you're right. Over time, what what denotes a woman as a hoe is changed. Today, you wouldn't expect necessarily a woman to be a virgin when she gets married. We're not going to necessarily consider a woman a hoe and a thought just because she had sex before marriage. But it, back, back in the day, and still today in some countries, that same woman can be stoned to death. So I'm saying the problem with respectability politics is, in general, that it ascribes certain value to people based on external 
characteristics and it does become problematic in its most extreme it does get acted out in fuck Trayvon Martin he was wearing a hoodie so yeah you're right that's the most extreme manifestation of it but respectability politics feeds into that thought process I'm not saying that but and also people on the internet people are saying you hoes and thoughts out there that's why you're getting raped that's why you can't get no um that's why you can't get a husband that's why nobody respects you black women or you know you don't respect yourselves that's why people don't respect you blah 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 so so people are if you read the just read the internet you know people are saying that i don't pay attention to trolls internet trolls whatever that's fuck them but they're not just trolls those that's their opinion i mean they're whether you pay attention to the comments or not the point is there are a lot of people out there who believe that and who act accordingly well i'm a model i I hate that trendy clothing you're wearing i know i know you look like a thought over there i am (laughs) I'm not a model. I just look like one. <laughs> I'm tired of getting harassed by all these people, all these model haters out I'm there. I'm tired of being objectified for my body. Yes. All you tubby lovers out there. <laughs> chubby chasers. All you chubby chasers. Leave me alone. I love it. So Aisha Curry is not the only uh, member of the NBA who was in trouble behind some comments recently. The big redhead. Mr. Bill Walton is also, uh, they're making a big stink about some innocuous comments that he made. Well, I'm saying they're innocuous, but we'll find out what Charlie Bell thinks. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was uh, um, doing the color commentary on a game uh, at, a coll- at a college, and uh, he said the following quote, I majored in biology on Sorority Row. <laughs> and uh, yeah, everybody lost their shit behind that. <laughs> And uh, I'm like, and he's contributing to rape culture as well. And it, it, it appears that, uh, you know, just the mere innuendo of sex uh, is somehow promoting rape culture these days. I don't know. Did he say, uh, they don't call me the big redhead for, <laughs> for no reason? <laughs> that was pretty much all he said. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's that's it. And now the Internet's blowing up talking about he should be suspended and all this and that and the third and Luke Walton went oh dad (laughs) (laughs) dad I know right so uh, Misha I have no comment on the big redhead he (laughs) I'm just through with you know he's the commentary uh, guy for the games right an analyst yeah an analyst okay so he's gonna say something crazy and I see nothing wrong with what he's saying i really don't i just think he was trying to make a joke and it went overboard just like the comment before with aisha just things are just taken out of context or content whatever the word is and unfortunately he's just under the bus right now (laughs) (laughs) under the bus under the bus bus with a big red head This new show. I, I would listen to that podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think Mike Epps is in that one too. That's his new show on public access television. Weezy, uh, I already know what you think, but what, what do you think? Ah, uh, I think he should be stoned. Uh, well, no way. He, he, that's what he used to get. St- that's what he used to get at UCLA during the uh, off season. He would get stoned. Uh, you know, it, it. You know, it was a joke. Uh, that's all it was. Um, I, you know, we just we get way too upset over you know yeah, everything. Mean, yeah, I mean, you know, making making a sex joke. I mean, shit. He was an athlete at UCLA at the height of their uh, at the height of their uh, 
at the height of their uh, uh, champion at, at at the height of their greatness. Yeah, he wasn't a professor; he was a student. Yeah, and he's talking about he's making an innuendo about having sex with other college students. Are we supposed yeah. to pretend that college mm-hmm. students don't have sex with one another? Yeah. He smoked a lot of weed. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> what? Uh, I, 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 it's, I'm a shocked. <laughs> what, on what campus is this happening? What do we do about this? How can this be stopped? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Sex on campus. Charlie Bell, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. (laughs) No, you know, I really don't care. I don't think that, you know, I I read this article. It's really good, actually. It's about how um, so-called outrage is manufactured. Like, oh, there's so much outrage. But really, it's not. It might be, like, a handful of people either sarcastically or, you know, whatever, saying something, and then it gets blown out of proportion. I don't know how much outrage this is really causing, but I will say that the comment was in poor taste, right? Yeah, he was trying to make a joke. It wasn't the most tasteful joke, and I think that now because of the climate we're that, in... Well, let me finish. Uh, <laughs> I think that because of the climate that we're in um, and because there is so many... There are so many problems with sexual assault on campus and, that's, and, and it's been in the media so recently with respect to college students. I mean, I think that, that when you have... So we're supposed to pretend like sex doesn't happen. No, no, I'm not There's no saying, consensual sex going on in college. No, of course there is. I was. I'm not talking. So the mere. Can I finish my point of, or not? Nah? No, you can't. <laughs> well, I'm going to. What I'm saying so the, the, is the, the that if mention, you are a mention, commentator, the mere mention of sex on a college campus is, no. has to automatically go to. I mean, because he didn't say I was taking sex, I, and he it was a, a barely an innuendo. Can I finish my comment? Barely an innuendo. I didn't say that he said that he was raping women. What I'm saying is that when you are a commentator for a corporate media entity, they have an expectation that you're going to use your judgment to be aware of the cultural context in which you are living and avoid saying things that could come off as controversial. I'm not saying that he used rape or implied rape. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that this is a, you know, corporate media wants you to be a little bit more responsible when you're representing them. And this wasn't, like I said, it was a a tasteless joke. It wasn't a rape joke, but he could have just avoided it and none of this would be happening. Right. Yeah. It could, you could just be a fucking, uh, fucking dry, no kind of, sense of humor type person <laughs> you can avoid <laughs> I mean you don't get any more la- any more tame than I majored in biology on sorority row I mean come on I mean give me a break there's not even a period in, and as puritanical as this country is like there in, in the past year, th- 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 this, there's not even a program that this would not have been a, like would have been strucken from I mean up until recently apparently yeah you know, I mean, in the past, this would go under, this would not show up on anybody's radar. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that we used to laugh about in the past that we no longer find funny, like Ralph Cramden, you know, saying he's going to punch his wife to the moon. Oh, that's still funny. <laughs> exactly. I, okay. Well, and that's why motherfuckers still have 50s. Some people's sense of humor is in the 50s. So that's where we're at. Yeah, you know, it, it was funny because there was no Sputnik then. There was no uh, satellite. So that's what it, that's what really made it funny. Well, say I got something for you. I majored in chemistry at Delta House. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I majored in chemistry at the weed spot. <laughs> 
majored in pharmaceutical sales. Right. <laughs> exactly. Water culture. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I think that somebody who made that joke also would have gotten in trouble. Oh, yeah. no, that's true. You know you, what? Say that again. I'm saying to me, it wasn't about sex. I think that somebody who made that joke, the joke that we just made about, oh, oh I majored in pharmaceutical sales, also would have gotten in trouble for being on corporate media for saying that, even though. It's yeah. not about rape culture mm-hmm. or sex. Yeah. It's just, I'm He's just saying, promoting. I think that there's a level of Drugs. taste that he went below for corporate media. I can keep that shit. <laughs> I can have it. I'm serious. If that, the fuck corporate media. That's ridiculous. But yeah, uh, and honestly, I don't, corporate I don't, media ain't fucking with us. And, no, and I don't even think it's corporate media. I think it's it's the the corporate. The, it's, oh. it's not his. Uh, his uh, employers or whatever who had a problem with they got a problem with the people who had a problem with it or so they have a problem with it now if no one had said anything about it I guarantee this would not have come up you know uh, he, there would no be no talk assessment whatever it would have just been totally whatever it's because of the, so it's not about corporate media it's about the uh, the, the the corporate media uh, bowing to uh, the pressures of right. of, of tight ass uh the public the tight ass public but that's what corporate media does and i guess that's my point is when you when they put you on corporate media they expect you to be able to have good judgment to know when you're going to say something is going to potentially spark that and try to avoid it yeah that bar is pretty fucking low if if this is the the source of outrage outrage then that is just fucking ridiculous well i'm really skeptical i'm skeptical i am skeptical about how much outrage it really incurred i mean i i would have to see the comments myself of course there's always going to be somebody that's outraged but i don't it's not like a mass thing i mean why because you're not pissed off about it no because i haven't even i don't see any difference between this and the the aisha comment well, the Aisha comment, I did see people's reactions to it, and they were very... Um, yeah, then people were reacting the same way to this. Yeah, but not as many. And and I, I don't know. I just think it's different. Yeah, because you are not offended by it. Well, no, you did not, say it was poor taste, though. So That's which, not true. I wasn't that offended by Aisha Curry's statement, either. I wasn't that offended by it. Uh, right. Moving on. Yeah, Taylor Swift then lost her damn mind. And she's trying to trademark every fucking thing. She's just fucking greedy. She is just trying to trademark like random shit like hello. <laughs> really? How are you today? <laughs> Almost. Really? Almost. I, I will, these are some of the phrases and words that uh, Taylor Swift is trying to trademark. Swiftmas. I give her that one. Yeah. I give her that one. For obvious reasons and Jonathan also Swift would I'd be totally I'd, I'd be totally fine if you know I never heard he's, that he's word again from the grave uh, <laughs> blank space really and I'll write your name a girl named girl 1989 a number another summer <laughs> sound of the funky drummer now, now if Spike Lee gonna have to pay up if ni- no it's well, public enemy yeah, if, ni- if 1989 <laughs> If 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 by chance the world is ending and they do approve this, then it only <laughs> it only it only uh, would be in reference to uh, to her album that's called 1989. Mm-hmm. So in other words, <clears throat> what's going to happen if they do approve this? People 
are not going to pay her when they and say the 1989 Taylor Swift album. They're going to say that that album that Taylor Swift released that's called 19 uh, the year before uh, 1990 and the year after 1988. <laughs> you know, they're going to say some kind of some awkward shit like that. But they're not going to pay her. Yeah. I mean, how long so are people really going to be talking about this album anyway? <laughs> yeah, the same thing. Same thing happened with uh, with uh, Three Pete when uh, Pat Riley. Right. They just stopped saying it. Yeah. They just. I mean, they they would they would say it, but they wouldn't put it on the T-shirts and stuff uh, that that would be sold. So yeah, same thing's going. Yeah. I haven't heard any official person say it. Oh well, well, I mean, I'm talking about back when, back when I think I think uh, when they when did uh, when Chicago finally had a, a three peat, they were saying it, but they they weren't putting it on the t-shirts. Yeah, okay. And but, then uh, uh, earlier this year, she tried to uh, <laughs> she tried to trademark uh, phrases such as "this sick beat," <laughs> "nice to meet you," "where you been." <laughs> Uh, also, uh, all those are lines from her songs uh, Shake It Off and Blank Space Which is a good thing That uh, Mariah Carey didn't uh, Copyright <laughs> Shake It Off Because that was her song years right, before right. Well, you know? Doesn't there have to be some s- sort of uh, Originality uh, Something that's you would think. A, 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 a uniqueness to uh, What you're saying Because Swiftness, yeah I can see that one But the rest right, of right. it like, Let's just copyright the whole English language <laughs> I know. I, I got a hey, Taylor Swift. Uh, how about dumb bitch? How right. about you uh, copy, <laughs> copyright that? <laughs> so blank space. All you typewriter companies gotta pay up. <laughs> all you all you keyboard companies pay me what you owe me. Like, what did she type blank space? Come on. And she can copyright all of my yellow ass. This sick beat. <laughs> this you know, sick you know, beat. Every she's, every she's day. At home right now. My yellow ass. If she tries to copyright this sick beat, every gay makeup artist on earth is gonna have to pay her. Girl, I did this sick beat on her face yesterday. That is just on, ridiculous. On, on Damon when he was in the model's chair, I did a sick beat on his face. Ooh. <laughs> Now do it with a German accent, and it just, it just, and it really doesn't make any sense, especially like I said, unless Swift Swift, Swift miss, unless unless you're going to plan on using it for something, because then people are just going to stop using it. I mean, it just that's all. That's what's going to happen. But uh, yeah. speaking of Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus has released her new video, and it's kind of weird. Have you guys checked it out? No. All right. Well, you're about to, and I, and I speak for all of us. <laughs> Obviously, I, I, I didn't check with these two ladies. It just, it just came out. <laughs> it, just came out. it just came out. Like just, just came out. So you guys check this weird. I'm afraid. I don't think I've ever seen any Miley Cyrus video. Well, I'm be interested. She to, directed to, it to, to, to right to get you guys. It's it's weird. This shit is crazy. Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. All right. So this is really fucked up, but. I was sleeping next to him, but I was dreaming about the other dude, and then all of a sudden, everything that he fucking did just made me cringe, and it was so hard to fall in, but so easy just to fall back right out again. (laughs) This whole time, I could give to you, and I could paint you pictures, but I guess I could just never write a song, and then maybe I never fell out of love with him in the first place. I mean... I don't want to feel this feeling because my energy is just so strong that I don't know if I'm creating this or if this is actually what is meant to be. And, you know, they, they say that you got to think what you want into existence, but, you know, I've never been too good at making decisions, so 
fucking homies and shit and then all of a sudden you started with some fucking baby goo goo tongue down my fucking throat I mean even in front of your mom dude as if I'm not fucking awkward enough I mean you put me in these fucking situations where I look like a dumbass bitch and I'm not a fucking dumbass bitch you know I, I hate all that fucking PDA I probably hate it more than your fucking friends do you know it's sweet and you couldn't be more opposite of my last dickhead but You know, I just, I don't know if I can get over the fucking goo. You keep saying How we all feel. I know, I know. Now, now she's representing us. <laughs> wow. All right, so. All right, I can't take no more of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm going to post this on the website too, guys, so you guys can check this weird, weird piece of uh, shit out. I love it. It's uh, this whole baby theme. She's dressed as an infant in a diaper, and it's just really weird. What do you guys think of this? I and it's a little her. disturbing, too, isn't it? I think she's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is performance. It's so horrible. You guys just don't get it. <laughs> I'm not saying that I get it, but you guys just don't get it. Yeah, it's it, it's very sophomoric. I mean, it's like oh, God, she it's took horrible. that. She's she doesn't know when to let a metaphor just be a metaphor. <laughs> I mean, I think the point is she was trying to show how disgusted she is by her her date or boyfriends doing baby talk. Yeah, and just right. like overly just being needy, needy. Yeah. I think that's the it's not, he sounded like a, he was a needy lover, and that that does get irritating. But damn, I think she was trying to verb. I mean, visually show how fucking irritating. It could be. <laughs> it didn't work. Wow. Well, I was verbally. I, well, was, I, mean, I was irritated. <laughs> well, but what I mean is, you don't want your music video and song to be repulsive, and right. you know, and that's what it was. Yeah. So yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as if that's how she felt when he was doing the baby talk, or whatever, then she conveyed that. <laughs> but that's not a good look for you trying to, you know, motivate people to buy your song. That's. Horrible. Oh, that was horrible. Mm. Oh, this was actually literal. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was literal. And it was, it just was, it, oh, it was, it was I have to disagree. I love that video right now. Wow. Okay. I like Miley Cyrus. Speak on it, Misha. I want to hear um, about this. I just, the creativity in the song was basically about, like, you know, dating dudes, and then once you give it to them, like, the baby goes away. 
so from her young perspective but it could be sending the wrong message to young people like children to be sexualized a little bit mm, so yeah. that's kind of what i'm not feeling the yeah that was the creepy baby yeah the that was the like, creepy what, part what is she doing and you're right in love with the baby bottle like come yeah. on like kids yeah are watching her. you're she right a young she was kid. writhing around like mm-hmm. very sexually in this diaper but i yeah. liked it though <laughs> it was I, i'm kind of the stare because i got like the black version of her hairstyle in that video right now so ah! on that like i gotta go switch it up I try to look no it. you mean she has the white version yeah she got the white version of this <laughs> and i'm like she that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> well, you like the video so much, you might want to rock, keep rocking the hairstyle, yeah, right? You liked it, right? I did. I so liked okay, it. then. Then what you need to change your hairstyle for? I, I like the fact that she directed it. Like okay, but oh, you like the fact that she directed it. But yeah. do you like the fact what she directed? You like the finished product? I'm fifty fifty on it. Okay, because that's totally different. Right. That's not the same thing. <laughs> I like it and I don't like it. The message in it is weird, but I like the So you just like the fact that she's an artist and she did I her do. own video. Right. I mean, it was creative. And that she goes crazy with it, overboard. It, it was creative. I'll give her that. Right. And she's uh, half naked in the crib making love to I don't think it was that. Well, I don't think it was that creative. If you have one laugh out of it, it was decent. <laughs> one laugh. Is- what was she trying? I don't think no, she was going for a laugh. laugh. No. Okay. And it was like ridiculous. The no, it, it was, was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. Is it, what was it was very ridiculous. It wasn't funny. It was. It was ridiculous. Oh, you know what it reminded me of? Um, those kind of like that kink fetish community where mm. like they're into like the furries and yeah, all those different and like things. baby diapers yeah. and like people shitting in diapers and mom, yeah, mommy yeah. changing. You've yeah. seen that, right? Yeah, extreme role playing. Yeah, I haven't actually oh. seen it. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like. I was like, ooh, it was kind of like pornish a little. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so in other grown up news, <laughs> back to some grown up news. Denzel Washington to produce all ten of August Wilson's plays for HBO, including Fences with Viola Davis. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's in a 10-year contract. He's he's going to produce one one play per year for the next 10 years, starting in 2016. Which which playhouse did did they Um, actually, it's not 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 Playhouse. It's for HBO. Oh, for HBO. I'm yeah, sorry, for I HBO that. on okay. HBO. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. That's dope as fuck. <coughs> yeah. So uh, I, I hope it's adapted to uh, for the screen. Right for the screen, like yeah. the conversation we had about yeah. the Wizard of yeah. Oz. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, look. I mean, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, first of all, props to Denzel for going into his next uh, phase of his career, career. as mm-hmm. a, gracefully. And you don't know, don't don't be don't be trying to rush Denzel into behind the camera oh, stuff. stuff. He might still have a few, uh, you know, co-starring roles or leading roles mm. left in him. Here Look, I am not mad at Denzel. <laughs> no way, no how. Well, actually, he's 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 the right age for a lot of the roles in the. Yes, exactly. Like, I'd like to see him as uh, yeah, in, me in too. Fences and, uh, and the piano lesson. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that above and beyond anything that happens with this project, mm. I mean, just the. Fact that he's making this artistic investment into promoting and, and keeping alive August Wilson's legacy, I think that's going to be valuable beyond measure because there's so there's a whole generation, right? You know that needs to be exposed to this work and mm-hmm. who needs to see it. And right. you know, and people who would have never seen an August Wilson play ever are going to watch it just because Denzel's name is attached. Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful for that, yeah. and you know that's. 
that's respectful of the you know the legacy that we have. Yeah, shout out to uh, HBO for that too. Yep, well, HBO is always good with uh, with uh, creative endeavors. Tend to let tend to let the uh, the creative people do what they want to do and, and, and come up with something that's very very watchable. Creators got to create. <laughs> Haters got to hate. <laughs> I just feel like this is big for Denzel. I love Denzel. I'm a big fan. And even from the beginning of him and him getting his investments to start film, which that whole story, if you guys know about that, with Hario and him, you know, helping him to become Denzel Washington, who he is. So this is big. Like, I want to see him produce and, you know. Mm -hmm. Evolve. He's evolving. He's evolving. And I respect that. This is time for that. Ten. That's big. Awesome. Radio. <clears throat> so Monique or uh Yeah, Monique. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what, what's the punchline? <laughs> Were you trying to think of how to pronounce that comma? I mean that apostrophe? <laughs> no, I, I was gonna I was gonna but it wasn't it wasn't good, so I left it alone. Let's so, make it. <laughs> Monique is launching a podcast to discuss her open marriage. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and skinny bitches. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they'll come up. <laughs> I love the skinny bitches. But uh, yeah, she's got an open marriage, and she starting January. She's going to be doing the podcast, and she's going to be talking all about it. Yeah, good for her. Well, hopefully, if she does do a podcast, that she is kind of like not to sound snobby or whatever, but true to the medium. Because um, the thing about podcasting. And some celebrities are able to do it. I like Jalen Rose's podcast. And, you know, he, he walks that fine line between the corporate media that we talked about or earlier and in keeping, like, the, the same podcast feel, whatever, on, mm-hmm. on his show. He's able to do that. Shaq totally was not, which is why I can't, can't get with it. I listened to the Kobe interview and a couple other interviews. And other than that, I can't really get with it because it feels too generic and just sterile. It's, it's just very... It doesn't have any of his personality, and you know, there's no cursing. Not that you you know need to curse, or whatever, but it's just that's just part of the the sterile feel of it. And, right. You know, podcast just, was a created as an alternative, right? To because the corporate media. right, right? Because Jalen doesn't, you know, he's sponsored by ESPN. He can't curse or whatever on his show either, but he still manages to keep it, for lack of a better word, to keep it real. Mm-hmm. You know, he keeps it real and corporate at the same time, which mm-hmm. is not an easy task. Not at all. And he's able to do it. So I give Jalen Rose props for that. Um, so hopefully um, Monique is able to uh, keep within that, that same, you know, that, that trueness, that realness, that rawness that is that is podcasting and not uh, come across. I don't know if she's backed by anybody or if she's just going to be, you know, doing her own thing out of her house or whatever. I, I don't know. I just know that it starts on on uh, in January. Do you know what it's going to be called? Uh, I, Mo- Monique and her uh, boo talk uh, about they other booze. <laughs> that's the title. Yeah. That's, that's the working title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Hey, boo boo. Mo- Monique and booze. <laughs> the Mo better booze. The, I know. the Mo booze show. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Honestly, I'm I'm glad. Like, first of all, I highly doubt anyone's backing it because I doubt anyone on her team would be like, "Yes, this is a great idea for your career." <laughs> 
<laughs> so she's probably got to keep it grassroots. I don't know but, though. You'd be surprised. They, yeah, I mean, they, they celebrities. They, you know, I mean, even if it's not huge, they could still be like she could still be on. Um, you know, she could get. She could. I could see somebody backing her. Yeah, maybe but, so. But I will say this: like, I'm glad because honestly, I think. Um, Open marriage and alternative like sex styles, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's time for them to come out of the closet. I mean, people are doing it, people are living it. I know several couples who have open marriages that are to, to greater and lesser degrees of success, right? And so, I mean, I feel like it's closeted, like 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 home, so. Let me ask like you being this. gay was let back me, in the let day. Let me ask you this, Charlie Bill, because we've uh, we've had this conversation on here on, on a few occasions, and you always riding for the for the. For the uh, these alternative couples to come out and whatnot, so what what kind of alternative uh, relationship would you be willing to uh, engage in? Hmm. So I don't know for sure, but I think that the, by hearing other people's stories, mm-hmm. you can kind of like imagine yourself in different scenarios, or at least hear why they made the decisions that they made. Because I think that the problem that we we have when it comes to sex, marriage, relationships is we always talk about, oh, I would never do that, or I could never, I would never, you know. And you really don't know. Like what I will say is that there's definitely relationship situations that I've been in that I never thought I would be in but then because of the timing the person the situation it was okay right so um, I can't say what I would or wouldn't do but what I would say is that the older I get the more I, I see why the, the cl- okay but some have to be more attractive than others what, what are well, some I can tell you what think- I wouldn't do <laughs> I can tell you what I wouldn't do. I definitely wouldn't be in a... That's not the question, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the answer you're going to get, nigga. <laughs> but, I mean, but honestly, I feel like that's all I know. All I know is what I would not do. And But you you know what you would might be open to. I mean, like I said, I didn't, I'm not trying to hold your feet to the fire. I'm saying, like... Would what you might do that? You, would you hold your feet to the fire? What, I don't. <laughs> What if might it, you be if open got to? You open. If it got what, you open. What is something that you okay. heard about that some of your friends and all this stuff that you're riding for? Okay, what I'll some of it that sounds, you know, like, hmm, I might be able to get with that. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay. I have met couples who have gone to, like, sex parties or sex clubs. Okay. And had, swinging. Yeah, swinging. Yeah. But, but with each other. Like, they would... You know, they were there looking at other couples or letting other couples look at them, but they still were with each other. And they said it kept their marriage really hot. You know, like one of the couples that I talked to who had had this experience, the wife was much younger. The husband was older. And, you know, he was gorgeous. So he was like a, a um, we call it a Casanova. You know, he had been a ladies man back mm-hmm. in the day. She was like, he married her super young. She was a virgin. She never mm-hmm. had sex with anybody else. Mm-hmm. They had a great marriage, but the sex was starting to get boring after mm-hmm. they, you know, had kids and whatever. So this was their way of spicing it up. And it made her feel great because she got to be adventurous without going outside of her marriage for Dick. But also... She um, got to feel sexy and desirable because, you know, because she was a gorgeous woman and other men's responses to her, you know, kind of like helped her, you know, reinforce her, 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 that she was still desirable after having kids. Gave her validation. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times I think when people do go out of the marriage for sex, that's really what they're looking for anyway Mm. is validation, right? That they're not getting from their partner. And so I feel like th- for that particular couple, they were able to get the best of both worlds with it. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, I think that 
things like that could keep some. Co- I mean, obviously that's not for everybody, but I'm saying I know that th- there's well, none pub- of it is right. I mean, exactly, no, no, nothing is absolutely. And I think that hearing the more stories, then you realize that that's true, and you don't have to put the marriage doesn't have to fall into this one template of how it has to be. And I think that's really the biggest lesson is like let people live and let live. So, Misha, what about you? What do you, you think you could get with any of these alternative relationships? Like, what could you do? <laughs> I, oh, wish, your, your I wish I got really big. I wish we were on camera <laughs> right now. I, was like, I really wish radio, I mean, podcast, you can see that grill. <laughs> like, for example, like what? I'm trying to understand it, like uh, swinging parties? Or? Well, I mean, you heard of traditional. You know, okay, you know, traditional marriage is a monogamous relationship right. between a man and a woman. Yes. Anything other than that? I've dated a woman. I okay. So you're so so. Would you consider yourself bisexual? Yes. Okay. So you're bisexual. But I, when I get with guys, they have a problem with the women stuff. So I have to be like, no, really? I've never done that. It's just us, and because I don't know, guys be like, oh, you checking bitches out? Well, that's know. that's that's <laughs> that's any. Uh, I mean, women are the same way about. You know, right. a bisexual. You know, that's that's just that's how people are. Would you be man open, or a woman? Would you be open to dating a bisexual man? Ooh, Ooh I right. I don't think so. Yeah, see, there you go. Okay, have um, you ever? <laughs> yeah, in the industry, was it a artist. problem? Yeah, it's a problem. Well, it's not a big problem because that's just what it is. But it's a problem in my home because it's like I don't need no other men knocking at the door mm-hmm. looking for my man who I'm trying to finesse. Like what? Right. <laughs> like, what's he doing here? Okay, so, <laughs> so you're yeah. so you're okay. So so would bisexual, you, but you're still into monogamy, right? You're not 100%, into yeah. Okay. So if I was with the girl, then I would be with that committed. Would, do you think? You, do you think you can marry a, a girl? No. No. Mm-mm. Just for play, not for stay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, ladies. So you yeah. good enough to play with, but I ain't taking you home to my mama. You're like, I have took a girl home to my mom, and she was just through. She was through. Your mom was, yeah, Because yeah. she didn't like the girl, or because she just couldn't yeah. accept your your orientation. No, my mom knows I'm a rock star. I just mm-hmm. think she just was like. Uh, you know, she just wasn't feeling it. She wasn't feeling that girl in particular. She was a stud oh, okay. and stuff. So she's uh, like, is this girl turning you out? What's going on here? Oh, uh, she thought she <laughs> was... Well, pre- yeah, that's kind of how it works, Mom. She thought she was preying upon you. I hope so. Don't nobody's mama want to think about all that. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so I guess it's fair to say that Misha just... Just wanna marry the pussy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) That's too funny. Wow. Okay. So, uh, hmm, interesting. She's she's fluid, gender with the sexuality, but not with the 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 monogamy thing. Is still yeah. I do want to get married though Mm -hmm. to a man. Mm -hmm. I know have babies, but he got to be successful. I feel like a lot of successful men are bisexual, especially in my age group right now. So, like, it's really? hard for me to find love. You can't really find love. Everybody's just testing the waters and playing and stuff. I, my family's, like, old school from the South that came here to L.A. So mm-hmm. I still have those original kind of values, like, mm-hmm. you know, cooking, cleaning, home, even though I live a crazy L.A. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yes. Yeah, but that's not what you want to recreate in no, your home. No, 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 no. And I want my kids to be open to, like, you know, art, music, that, mm-hmm. you, just the things that make your life full. Right. You know, but I don't want them to have to go through so much gender identities and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be introducing my lesbian crazy fantasies to my daughter or anything like that. And she had, she would have to come to me and say, Mom, this is what I'm into. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And then you would still support her? And I would support her 100%. Yeah. What about you, Weasel? Well, I, I'm classy, not trendy. <laughs> I'm trendy. You're boring. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> He's like, I'm just, it's just me and my hand. I'm just sticking with what. <laughs> I, it's monogamy. It's monogamy. I, I'm a monogamous person. It's what monogamy. I'm old, old fashioned. <laughs> God, ever since my computer broke, man, I'm depressed. <laughs> you got to turn in that. So that razor s- and get you a smartphone. <laughs> so if you switch hands, is that polygamy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I wouldn't do that. There's a divorce ceremony your, involved. Your sister hand? <laughs> Not your sister hand? I used to be lefty. You nasty. Oh, you nasty. Oh, what about you, Dino? What What is your... Uh, uh, what alternative lifestyles would you be open to? Assuming, assuming that uh, you know, well, if, if if since we're all it's high, all hypothetical, right, right, right. Well, I, I could kind of get behind the sister wife idea. Mm. <laughs> What's so funny? You always complaining <laughs> about how much of a hassle it is to have one wife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I'm saying like, if I had to pick one, yeah, that, would, that would be the one. That would be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Then you'd be like, oh, man, my wife's no, I just, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I could, I, there, you know, of course there's some cons, but there's some pros. I can get behind the pros, and I'm not talking about the sex either. I'm talking about, like, you know, three three people versus one kid or two kids. Right. You know right. what I mean? And, and, you know, three adults running one household, one right. house right. instead of three houses. Right. You know, or two houses or whatever. And, you know, that's yeah. financially, that's like a... Win, win, win. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> right. You win it exactly. I could, you know, but yeah, there, there's, yeah, there's definitely some downsides. <laughs> so Dino finds out he has another last nerve <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Dino's last, last, last nerve. <laughs> but see, that's what happens when shit going good in your in your marriage. You be like, hmm, maybe I could add another woman. <laughs> She's been good lately. Maybe I could. I could replicate this. Maybe I found a formula. <laughs> right. Show up in his lab coat. Be feeling yourself. But uh, I, I couldn't do the. I, I don't know. I tried to see if I could do that in reverse with the. You know. Um, you know her having two dudes. Mm-hmm. I, I. I. The only way. I might, might, might be able to do it mm-hmm. if we had separate houses, right, which kind of right, right. takes part, takes away yeah. from some of the pros, advantages. Some mm-hmm. of the yeah, some yeah. of the pros are gone. Unless the third person you bring in is a baller and can just support everybody's <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> well, come on in. In that case, it gets a lot easier. Right. <laughs> like here's your mansion over here, and here's your mansion over here. Uh, well, we, that, can, well, we, that, can, we can work it out. <laughs> Would, yeah. would that make Dino a pimp? Uh, <laughs> no, I think that makes him uh, 
a shrewd uh, businessman. <laughs> uh, but what uh, about the um, going to a sex party with your wife, and even if you just have sex with each other at the party? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Or even just watch other people and then come home and do your thing. Well, we could definitely go watch. I, I could definitely go watch other people. I could do that for sure. I, my wife, though, I don't. Uh, she's really uptight. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if she saw some new so, shit, she wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she just that, needs that, some inspiration. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that she's uptight in our sex life. No, I'm just I know. I'm as far as uh, she's really traditional. Tradi- that exactly. Good word. Very traditional. Not very open to non-traditional things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I could definitely go watch some other people fuck. Yeah, I could do that <laughs> for sure. It's like <laughs> bring, live that's porn. easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I could do that for sure. But I don't know about the I don't know about getting down and the Remember we, everybody. Remember that one party that we were at where we talked about how much would you how much money would it take for you to yeah, let yeah, your yeah, yeah. your significant other fuck somebody else? Uh, right, right. And some people were like a billion trillion gazillion. Yeah, that was my mom's funeral actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't want to put it out there like that. <laughs> I was trying to be Context discreet. Context is everything. <laughs> I'm trying to be discreet. This motherfucker want to put it on blast, but okay. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know how I roll shit. He's like, I'm transparent. <laughs> I thought you were just light-skinned, but really, you're, you're all the way transparent. Right, I'm translucent. <laughs> translucent. But, um, no, yeah, and some people are like, never. I don't care for all the gold and Fort Knox, right. all the money in the Federal Reserve. I would never, ever, ever. Yeah, and some people that. are like, hmm. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, how low would I go? A new Xbox, right, right? Exactly. A new Xbox. Right. Some Jordans. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, let's see, forty grand. We're like, how long have we been married? Thirty, thirty-eight grand. Right, exactly. Thirty-nine five. Forty acres and a mule. <laughs> I can do a lot with 40 acres. <laughs> do a lot. Yeah. Especially if we're talking LA property or New York property. Oh, yeah. Ooh, You're that's, that's, that's some millions. Yeah. That's some millions right there. Yeah. 40 acres. That's 40 some millions. 40 acres in Malibu. Get your fuck on, baby. <laughs> Go handle that. Suck that dick. <laughs> You suck that dick today. <laughs> so nasty. You, you better ride that shit till we close that scroll, baby. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all just nasty. You so nasty. Oh, you, you nasty. Oh, oh, you nasty. You, yeah. you nasty, baby. You so nasty. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and get on to the, uh, the average guy question of the week. Okay, we generally ask Charlie Bell to read our question, but we are going to ask Misha if uh, she would be so kind as to read our question for this week. All right, ask the average guy. Always the best friend, never the boo asked. Why allow someone to linger in the dreaded friend zone when you know they really like you? And do you wait, do you know you'll never look at them that way? Wouldn't it be better to just not be friends at all? Sorry. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> the twelfth mm. grade. Uh, education, <laughs> public school. I'm sorry. So, uh, Misha, what do you? What's your take on this? What would you? How would you advise our friend always? See, I have a lot of people booth? lingering in the the friend zone right now because it's like you know I'm not going to be. Oh, if if I had a boo though, right? No, oh, no, no. I, no, 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 no. How would you? How would you advise this person? You know, how would you answer this question? Basically. <clears throat> Would you allow someone to lang- uh, would you allow someone to linger in the friend zone uh, if he re- if you know he really liked you uh, but you know that you would never in a million years be interested in him wouldn't be or or her wouldn't be better just yeah. to say you know look it's not gonna happen let's just I say that all the time and it's as if they don't understand what I'm saying right that's they think true. it's a joke they just keep on prodding and keep coming at me but honestly a lot of men are in the friend zones because i don't know where to put them they're not going to be my husband or my boo. man or my boo so like yeah keep them over there in a the friend zone let them linger mm-hmm. you need friends mm-hmm. you know until one day he shows and proves he's not acting like every other guy and he does something different and then you know maybe he can get a spot in your life weasel what do you say uh, it's better not to be friends at all. Because <laughs> really, all you're doing, but you know, all you're doing by becoming friends, is, you know, uh, you know, taking phone calls, talking, whatever, is you you're giving this guy hope, you know, because you know you think you're just you, you think you're just having a conversation, and he's hearing, I can, I'm wearing her down. I'm eventually going to. I'm eventually gonna. She's eventually going to realize that we belong together. That's rape culture. Right? Yes, thank you. Hello, thank like you. That. Exactly. Rape culture and all day. That's exactly what that is. Exactly. Well, that, that's what ha- that's what happened with uh, uh, what's his name. Um, um, wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up, back up. <clears throat> so it's rape to pursue a woman in hopes that she changes her mind? No, part of rape culture is that I'm not going to accept this answer, this woman's answer of no. I'm going to keep pressing and pressing and pressing because I feel like I'm entitled to get what I want. There is no such thing as the friend zone. You, we're dating or we're not dating. If you want to be my friend, then you're my friend. You know, I've had guys that were, we've, we've all had, not just guys, but pe- mm. whatever. We've all interacted with people where there was not mutual attraction. I was attracted to you, but not vice versa. You were attracted to me, but not vice versa and then we choose are we going to pursue if if there's no mutual attraction or desire or opportunity for us to get together then we choose whether to be friends or not and if we're friends then be satisfied with my friendship you're not you know what i'm saying that's, that's your choice but that's that's <clears throat> it, it works both ways with males and females when someone is clearly attracted to you and just to the the, the very act of of uh, in, indulging that person taking them in a friendship it's giving them hope. No, it yeah. isn't. I'm not responsible for what he thinks. That's, that's I'm telling him I'm not interested in you sexually or romantically, mm-hmm. and but I like you as a friend. Mm-hmm. And if you want my friendship, then we could be friends. And but he's you, not hearing that, and she's not hearing that. That's 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 the thing. about it. it's better to just. It's better. I think to just, women are more relaxed on it. Like if you don't want to be with a girl, you say no. She's just probably going to be sad, but she's going to move on. No, dudes like no. Men, he could men, be men. Man, they just no, like there's female stalkers too. No, no, it's not even stalking. It's it's a it's 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 feelings. People have people have feelings, and you know it's 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 better to just say, listen, if we can't handle, you know, if you can't, basically, and I've seen it happen with men and women, where the women women likes the guy. 
and he he basically liked her and uh but there was nothing more and they thought it, the the emotions are there so if this person were friends the guy uh goes out on a date with someone else the friend who you know says she can handle being a friend realize mm-hmm. it, she gets jealous right she has all the feelings of someone who she has romantic feelings for right. this person whether or not they, whether or not, I mean, the fact that you don't have feelings for it, you never will have feelings for it, doesn't matter to that person. And it's, it's, the person still has the feelings. Right. But your, your feelings are your responsibility. So if I tell you this is the situation and you still have feelings, then you have to ex- either accept what I'm telling you and move on or accept, but, but, or accept being my friend she, and, and, and control your feelings. You can't, we can't it, control feelings. Well, you, people do control feelings all no, the time. No, you control actions. Have, you don't control feelings. Well, both. They, 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 they come from one another. After a while of controlling your behavior, your feelings change. That's, no, they don't. Okay. So you're saying yeah. that every guy that was ever attracted to me, even though we're friends now, still wants to fuck me? No. That's not true. People got, wants to fuck you? Probably. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, you're presu- you're putting a lot of presumptions out there. I, I, I well, actually, I, there's I, presumptions actually, I, going on both sides because you guys are saying all this about, you know, you've told him or whatever, but that's not what it says. It doesn't say that they've clearly told the person that they're not interested. It right, says but, why allow them to linger in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying the friend zone is a myth, mythical place. It doesn't exist. And also, it's like... Well, of course it, it doesn't exist. And it's, but and it's what you said. It, but, but it's what you said. Actually, the la- one of the last times we talked, you're like, look, if someone's not giving you a clear signal yes, then it's no. Right. And you need to be able to pick that up. So even if I'm not telling you openly no, if you're asking me to go on dates or if you're reaching to kiss me or whatever and I'm pulling away, then get the fucking clue. Just decide. And then at that point, yes, if you know, if you feel that you can't control your feelings or you're going to be hurt by being my friend, then we can't be friends. But if you feel that you want to be my friend, then stop the fuckery and accept the, you know, accept the, the information that I'm giving you. So basically, and I did, I did answer the question. I said, wouldn't it be better just to not be friends at all? Right. And I said, yes, it would be better not to be friends right. at all. Okay. And the reason I don't agree and with that. And then she said, that would, that's rape culture. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, uh, well, it's rape culture. She was referring to the part where the guy was just kept trying and trying regardless right. of what the woman said. But the part that's the reason I don't agree with you shouldn't just be friends is because so many of my good friendships have developed out of a situation where one of us was initially attracted to each other. And then we realized we were better as friends. And so many of my close friends who've added so much joy and happiness and support to my life you know we weren't meant to be booze but we were meant to be friends and so if you can let go of your sense of entitlement for somebody to give you the response that they want some people do have a sense not everyone some people do And I've been pursued by men who do feel – I'll tell you, at the party last night, there was a guy – I've been turning him down for 10 fucking years. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he keeps – you know, leave it alone, dude. That's what I'm talking about. And, and, and that's where I would say it's better it's, – it's not – you don't even say to him, shouldn't we just be friends? Which is what this it, – it's it, – it, no, don't even – I'm not returning your phone calls. I'm not talking to you. Right. We're not friends. And I typically don't, but I mean he's part of the social circle. Mm-hmm. And when – you know, so he does get – you know, so – I think the people who have remained my friend were able to they didn't hold on to that entitlement mm-hmm. or that sense of resentment. They mm-hmm. let it go. But mm-hmm. if you can't let it go, then yes, you can't be friends. So it's just I don't I, another, I just don't think there's a friend zone. There's a choice between do I accept what it is and 
and and let it be what it is, or do I not accept it and move on? Those are the two choices. Well, I, I think there is a friend zone, basic, and it doesn't mean that I'm stalking the person. It doesn't mean that. Uh, in in fact. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, uh, what I was basically about to- all the friend zone is it means that that one person sees that person as a friend and that's it. That's yeah. the friend zone. Yeah, that's all it is. So how are you gonna say that that doesn't exist? That's what it is. No, I and, think and, the- and, and, and basically you know it's like the one person says one person has romantic feelings and the person that he has he or she has romantic feelings for doesn't feel the same way and it's like and that person the re- the polite response is maybe we should just be friends. That's all it is. It's not. It's not a. It's not a saying that. Oh, uh, I have feelings for you. Therefore, I'm entitled to whatever. I better. You know that. It, it's it, that I should. <clears throat> you owe me. It's not about that. It just means I'm not going to get what I want. I'm just. I'm just a friend. That's all I am, and I'm never going to be anything more than that. And that sucks. It's not what I want. But it's also a devaluation of friendship, as though friendship is a lesser. I mean, sometimes that's just. You should be glad to be someone's friend, you know. Right. Yeah, There's more to learn as my friend. Sometimes you got enough girl. friends, though, and you're not looking for a friend, or yeah. that's not what you want. So, and what, uh, what was? Uh, and, and there've been cases where uh, I, I can't think of the guys, the weatherman on, on uh, uh, the Today Show, um, Al Roker. Yeah, Al Roker. Um, <laughs> he started out as just friends with his wife, and he. he <laughs> we run long, haven't we? Yeah, and uh, uh, he, you know, uh, house sat for her. He did all kinds of things for her. He he really worked <laughs> to uh, rise up in his world, and they eventually became husband and wife. So there, so there are examples. That is one example of someone who was in the friend zone. Who he, you know, honestly, he he was attracted to her. She wasn't attracted to him because he did something different. Well, well, I was like, what, okay, he could what, be my husband, maybe. What, well, that, yeah, and that's, those guys got to stay in the friend zone. I mean, look, or roma- no zone. We're romance, together. romance can grow out of friendship, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when you become friends with somebody, you can't go into it with the expectation or the hope that that's what's going to happen. You have to accept the friendship for friendship. And if you if you're always continually trying to make it something else, then you're not accepting what the person's telling you. Which is why it shouldn't it better not to be friends at all. <laughs> but you don't even have to be friends with them. They think that they're your friend when they see you because they have such a strong desire for you. Yeah, well, They've man. created a friendship. Well, that's true. And then all that's this true. stuff is like so like it's, it's not clear it's not Delineated. Yeah. It's, it's, this stuff is muddled, and it's all, you know, it, it's not that cut and dried. It's yeah. not that simple. It's not laid out like that every time. It's like you don't always, you know, when you meet somebody, you meet somebody. You don't, other than meeting them, you don't know what's what's going to happen. You know, sometimes there's initial attraction or attraction one way or whatever, and you be you hoping that that person becomes. A romantic interest, but they don't, and then there's you become friends, but you know you don't want to be the friend. You want to be, you know, so it gets all convoluted, and and it's 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 very complicated, you know, and it, uh, you know, it's, it's not necessarily uh, this thing where we need to be like making like pointing fingers and stuff, but and all and be so adversarial about it. I mean, but uh, no, 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 you're right. I agree. I'm saying it is complex. I'm not saying that there's not gray areas or that one can't evolve into the other. Everything's I'm race just, culture. It's like they can't have a fucking conversation without 
it referring back to rape. No, I mean, again, it's the part where guys are a lot. You know of t- what? Let me say this too. If you guys are so busy or whatever re-educating, guys, women need to be fucking re-educated too. Okay, <laughs> not just men. Women, no, don't give me that look. Women need to be re-educated about all this fucking, kind of all this fucking race culture. Because <laughs> I, I give you, I give you a perfect example. Um, I'm, I'm out. Okay, I'm out with with the uh, somebody that I'm, you know, seeing romantically, whatever. And uh, and uh, we're we're kind of in public. We're kind of like we're in the parking lot waiting for some other people, whatever. And and so I kissed her, right? And so, not no, not no full on makeout section, just a little, little kiss, right? And she goes, "Oh no, not here, or or stop, or not, not, not in public, or whatever." So, I stopped, right? And then, her response was, "You give up too easily." <laughs> that is the the her true response. And I told her right there, I said, "I don't play that game." You're right. When a woman says no. It means no. Right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely so right. So I'm saying all this fucking rape culture stuff, you guys are directing that guys, you need to direct some of that fucking re-education to the women too. I agree. I, I agree. A lot Women are indoctrinated by it too. Women, you're right. Women are socialized that, you know, if he doesn't pursue me hard enough, he really isn't interested. If he, if he, yes. if he takes my, not, not all or women, if he, if not all women, a lot of women. you're right. That's true. There are some women. We have grown up hearing this shit and we didn't hear it from just guys. You're right. You're right. We have a lot of old fashioned shit that moms tell daughters and that daughters are, you know, I mean. So a lot of this great culture shit we learn from women. That's true. I'm not arguing at all. We all need to be reeducated on this. Absolutely. Shit. Absolutely. All right, with that, it's time to wrap this shit up. We've gone way long. <laughs> it was entertaining, though. <laughs> well, let's hope they think so. It feels like a two-parter. To me. <laughs> well, we are taking a, we are going to be taking a break, but no, we can't do we can't it won't work because next week we have uh, another guest coming in and we can't do it. So, uh, oh, that reminds me before we uh, head on out to let you guys know that. Uh, Next week, we'll do a show, and after that, we'll be taking a two-week break for the holidays. Although we're taking a break, you know, your boy Dino Red's got your back. We will have some fresh content. Just recorded a, a new um, um, Light Skin Matters with my Light Skin Brothers from Other Mothers. And uh, so that will be out. And uh, one week, you may not have new content, but who knows? I may pull something out of my pocket. And if we that don't, time. just go, go get yourself some damn eggnog and relax. But uh, <laughs> I, I might be able to, I might have something for you guys. So uh, you may have one week with no fresh content, but maybe not. But anyway, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Don't forget to share the show, share us on your social media, tell somebody about the Shiznit show, don't you know? Um, Thanks, thank you, uh, Misha, again for joining us. Anytime, thank you. Appreciate it. The shiznit, <laughs> Dino. So uh, for Misha Shakira, for Damon the Weasel Stanford, for Charlie Bell, 
Dino Red, holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424 261 4878. This has been The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.